It looks like we're recording on, on our Yeah, we know we're recording. All right, ready? Let's do it. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Two Guys, One Cup, episode 80, the Kevin Weeks edition. Um, using a, a, another computer, so this is a third computer change for me. And hopefully it's not too fucked up for you guys. <laughs> but Sean and Rock, we're back. Another off-season edition of the show. Um, getting closer to the draft, getting closer to free agency, getting closer to some answers, getting closer to a coach tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see, uh, you know, if we're any closer to this press conference than some of the media or, you know, if we're going to just get, uh, some streamed answers by Vince Mercogliano as, as the, uh, you know, as a teleprompter essentially. So rock, how's it going, buddy? Very well, my friend. I missed you. I did the show solo Thursday night. Yes. We missed you. Everyone was asking how you were and how everything's doing. So you were definitely missed. Yes, I thank somehow you. figured out a way to do two hours. Don't ask me how. My throat was screaming after imagine. that show. Two hours. But I'll tell you, the, the chat was on fire. Uh, you know, I, Again, thanks to everyone who joined me. It made the show fly. We, we talked about a lot of things. I'll tell you, I mean... There's nothing like like Ranger fans to to have a, a really intelligent conversation with people. It really was a fun experience. Obviously, it it's it stunk not having you there, but they they definitely helped uh, fill the void of you not being there. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're 24 hours away or less than 24 hours away to hearing what Laviolette has to say, and I'm sure he's going to say the same crap. Guys, get ready for you know. I think we have the team to win. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, you're gonna, you're gonna hear a lot of things you're not gonna want to hear tomorrow. Very but, rarely does a Ranger coach not win the press conference. They right. always win the press conference. So, and you know, it's funny. Um, Arthur Staple had it. I'm gonna give him a plug because I think it's a really good article. And if, if you do subscribe to the Athletic, and I'll, I'm gonna send, I'll send it to you for you to read. I actually I read an article last night before I went to bed about him being roommates with Tony Granado. And Mike Richter in the minors. How bad is that? They were best, like not best friends, but they were no. very close. And they both had, no, obviously, they had nothing but glowing things to say about La Violette. But I kind of thought that was kind of cool. Like, it almost feels like he's like the, the prodigal son has returned. And I know we only played 12 games for the team, he played in the minors. But it is a kind of cool story. Rocky, an undrafted he's, player. He's a career ranger. He's only and, worn one sweater, you know. Um, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I got I got my fault. I got a bunch of the old media guys. We're gonna go through them later. I'm gonna we're gonna pull up the one with La Violette in it, but right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it it was a really cool thing to read. And if you haven't read it, you know, try to see if you can get on there. I'm gonna send Sean the uh, the screenshot so he can read it. But it's really cool the things that they he was the, that that Richter and Granada were saying, and and for us. You know, we're in our early 40s. You know, Richter and Granado are two players we grew up with. So to hear them speak so well about him, so eloquently about him, yeah. um, I thought it was, it made me feel a lot better about the decision. You know, um, I don't think they'll ever go on and trash a guy, but to know that they were roommates and they were you know, buddies in the minors, I just thought that was one of the coolest things. You also played with Leach. So I yeah. mean, it, it's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to unwrap. It's going to be very fascinating. The the press conference tomorrow, uh, you know what they say, how they say it. I do. I am surprised that we don't nothing about 
how this is going to be televised or they televised Gallant, they televised David Quinn, they televised when JD was brought in. You got to think that there's got to be something. I mean, do we really need to see a rerun of 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 uh, of Eli Manning and and you know on the on the Henrik Lundqvist uh, podcast? I mean, do Listen, we really it, need it, to see that? It'll never have to do with with what the MSG network is going to broadcast and what they're not. It's it's basically are they going to give the access? Because I mean, they could just stream it. Well, can they stream it on the television? They have they to could. only stream it online. They could, but the question is, will they even stream <coughs> it on on their social media? Will I be able to go on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and be able to actually watch this press conference? Or am well, I just going to have to? Someone said it's on the to... MSG Go app. Someone said it's definitely going to be on the MSG Go app. So then it's if there's cameras there, there's cameras there. I just literally don't know if it's a Zoom or not. It could be a conference call. I don't know. Someone posted something in one of the groups that on the MSG Go app, it says 1030 P- uh, Peter Laviolette press conference. All right. So then it's going to be on MSG so then too, probably. I, I would be shocked if it isn't. I understand, right. and, and for everyone out there, I understand that you don't see it on the on the guide. That guide is doesn't change. Right. They canceled the Yankee game. Right. They postponed it. It was a double hatter Sunday. I went to Yes to look for the game. It's nowhere to be found on there. It says right. Yankeeology. Uh, Yankee you see center stage. Michael yeah, center, K, center stage, stage or whatever it was. The... And then I hit on it, and the Yankee game was on. Yeah. So there's no it, – it may, it, it may have something set up. I would be shocked if if I would be really shocked. And guys, honestly, we are the voice of the fan base, all of us as Ranger fans. If it is not on tomorrow, every single one of you who are listening to this, every single one of you that are watching this should tweet the Rangers. That is the only way things are ever going to get better. I, and I don't not, know what else but to do. Still, voice your anger. Write your local congressman. Right, I mean, that's the only way. Is they they need to know. They, we have to keep on this because I think a lot of us say it, but we don't convey it. We know Sean, our boy Sean, is the first one to com- com- complain about it, and rightfully so. So we know he's always going to have it out there, and a lot of other people. But Sean just really wants to, to refresh Vince McCogliano the whole time. He's just going to ref- keep refreshing, you know, just to get the, uh, he the sound bites. Him. He loves him. That's like his BFF. They're going to collaborate on the next book. Obviously, he's going to write a phone. Hundred greatest beat writers, or Sean would probably say he's going to write it backward. <laughs> <laughs> Too much, whichever way he wants to but go there. I'm very curious tomorrow if we're going to get Drury's going if it's just going to be coach questions, or if we're going to get answers about the end, the way this season ended, and whether you know what what the he's obviously not going to tip his hand to anything, so we know it's going to get. Tell me, tell me if I'm wrong with this. This how the question is. So, Chris, listen. Um, obviously, guys, you have a, like your own RFAs to sign, and you got you know uh, a lot of holes to fill with, not a lot of cap space. You thinking to be able to improve this team? Well, we're going to look at every option, and if there's a way to make us better, we're going right. to we're going to look at it. We're going to look at a lot of different things. How much you want to make a bet? That's what that's his reply. That to question will be asked, and there will be no follow up. You don't think he'll even say that? No, I'm saying that question will be asked, but there won't be any follow-up to it. Oh, follow-up to that. Right. No, no, never is. Right. There won't be any specific names thrown out there. Um, They'll ask about the, you know, I'm sure someone will ask about the assistant coaches since it's been written about nonstop by Brooks, you know, champ. It's so funny. And I said it to you. I texted it to you earlier. I'm like, how funny is it? You know, Brooks is trying to compete 
you know, with Molly and Vince, you know, for the younger demographic, right? He's trying to stay relevant to the, you know, the 20 to 35 year olds. Mm-hmm. And so he's out there championing Mark Sabard. Well, like, just talk about just taking a fucking dart and throwing it at a board and trying to pick talk a ring. Talk about another bad trade, too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to revisit that yet. We have we have August to revisit I that. Told, type of trade. I totally forgot that he was traded for, for Lavich and, and Jamie Lundmark. Yeah. I, I totally forgot about that trade. But anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. So, um, <coughs> yeah, but Brooks has been writing nonstop about, you know, they, they, Mark Savard should have gotten the job. First of all, should have been interviewed for the head coaching job. But now that he's not being, now that that's not going to be the case, he should be interviewed for the assistant coaching job so that he can come in and run the power play. Right. Listen, I and I have no no problem with no, Mark neither. Savard being hired for that position. Me neither. Whoever it is has to be hired by Laviolette. I exactly. do not want Drury, and I don't. I, and I don't think Drury's the type that would do it. He didn't do it to Gallant. Not anyone Gallant picked was was that was his guy. There was no mm-hmm. one in that room that wasn't his guy. Uh, the goalie coach is totally different. They're was in a Gord totally- Murphy was Gord Murphy his guy though? I know. I know Kelly was his guy. Kelly was his J- guy. Mitchley, I, Murphy I, was a holdover, but I think Mitchley. he had the option to keep or, or get rid of him. There's right. not going to be any holdovers other than Benny. Yeah. So yeah. anyone coming in. Is going to be new, so there's no excuse mm-hmm. to, you know, quote unquote, have the GM's mole in the locker room at all times. Their right. eyes and ears. The right. Mets did that, and it infuriated me when they did shit like that. And just so Jeff Wilpon could have Rick his- Peterson. Rick Peterson. Why <laughs> oh, you got to do that to me today? <laughs> Sorry, I know. Well, listen, both baseball teams suck right now, yeah. so it is what it is. Um, but yeah, whoever it is, I don't care who it is. I'm totally impartial to it, mm-hmm. just as long as their Laviolette's hires. Right. That's all I care about. Right. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I honestly, I don't think that – I think with the track record Laviolette's had, he's, he's been a coach for, for 18, 20 years, 21 seasons, 18, 21 seasons. I've got what it was. Um, He's going to get to pick his own guys. I'm sure that's part of it. You got to be pick who you feel comfortable coaching with. You hired right? him to, to win the cup. So, right. like I said, there's no excuse. You know, the, the, the Rangers slogan, instead of no quit New York, should be changed to no excuses in New York. There's no excuses to not go win with this team. So no. you're bringing in a coach whose literal sole purpose is to win a cup. Right. To hamstring him in any way, shape, or form by not putting all your eggs in his basket to go win. Right. Which would include, you know, superseding his decision for or pushing an assistant coach on him. Mm-hmm. I, I and again, I don't think they will. So it's not like I'm complaining ahead of time. I'm just Yeah. Yeah. Just Making my voice heard that whoever it is should be should be his guys. And Linda Cohen was actually on uh, NHL Network, uh, NHL Radio earlier today. Yeah, and she's normally in the uh, the rock the rock boat when it comes to really. I she's not thought she's a lot more positive than me. No, she references all the time. Negative. There's no one as negative as me. Nobody. Well, no, but no. True. True. I, I am the people the, who I get am... paid to talk hockey. She might be the most <laughs> the most realistic i guess and somewhat yeah. negative like hey i'm 60 something years old i've only seen one cup you know that's yeah that's the attitude she has with things um well sean let's be fair unless you're like 90 you've only seen one cup yes <laughs> it's true that's i mean if you sit back and think about it christ i mean you have to be so in 1940 so we're now where you'd have to be 83 83 years old right did i do the math correct to have been born to, to be, be born, on the earth. Right. To be remember it, you have to probably be like 87 Nin- to 90. And who knows if you even remember at that point. You got to be at least, for me, I, I, I say it's eight years old. 
For me, you had to be eight years old to remember anything. Yeah. Well, do you don't remember the Mets World Series, no. right? No, I, like, I, I, remember, I don't remember it either. I remember hearing about it. Hearing I, I about it. Win- I don't remember them winning it. No, no. No. But the 1988 season, for me, I can recall, you know, a ton of games, knew the lineup. Like, I watched every 1988 Mets game. Right, right. 86, that, 87, not so that's much. So like that's seven me. years old for me. That's like with me with the Rangers. I would say 87, 88 is right. when I really started watching and what I remember. Um, right, but, I put uh, on a year a year after you. Yeah, yeah. So that's about right, seven, eight years old. Yeah, so seven, eight years old. So that means you had to be – And I was fortunate. My father used to record a lot of the games. So he has I have, you have games from like the 85, 86 mm-hmm. season, 86, 86, 87. So I got I ha- I've actually got to watch a lot of those games. I have the same with the Mets. My dad did the yeah. same shit with the Met, with yeah. the '86 Mets. So I have seen it, but not. Yeah, I didn't live it. Yeah, you know, my dad did wake me up. You know, to to see the game seven celebration on the mound. That's cool. Don't remember it. I remember yeah. our answering machine after <laughs> my dad yeah, changed the answering machine to uh, you know little roller up along first. You know, I I, I always <laughs> I, I asked my father once. I said, listen, I said, you know. If the if I wasn't taking finals, I was in eighth grade. Obviously, when the yep. Rangers won the cups, we went went to the parade, and he kind of like he he kind of didn't say no, but he's like, oh, you know what? That kind of zoo it would have been down there. But I said, Dad, you understand that it may never happen again. It might never happen again in our lifetime. Yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, you been you were a fan for how many years? And and you know, he was like fifty when they won the huh? cup. Rock, we got breaking news. What's that? Our uh, our our meet on the street, as we like to say. Uh, Brian Atard of the yes. Blue Truth is reporting. Uh, Michael Pekka is joining Peter Laviolette as an assistant coach. Now, is that is that a, is that a fact? Because I know. Oh, Jeff Marrick just put it out. Yeah, I'm Brian yeah. Atard does not lie. No, he's the Blue Truth. I know that. I know it's that not the was blue re- lie. I know that that was reported yeah. by right. someone. But yeah. Listen, Marek, Marek, he he he's sometimes a little outlandish with his theories and teams that are involved. And he right. thought the Rangers were still in on JT Miller last offseason after they got Trocek, which to me made zero sense. But he seems to have the pulse of the Rangers a little bit, more so than, than a lot of the other Can guys. Can Pekka come out and just take defensive zone faceoffs for us? <laughs> that'd be fantastic. God, he was a great. Hey, listen, guy. he was honestly. A great that's not a bad guy. guy to have on your staff to to tell Teach these somebody guys how to take a face off. <laughs> but you know what? Though they had that guy, they had that 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 linesman Pierre Shampoo came and helped them <laughs> two years and helped them with the freaking things. Their face off numbers got worse. Yeah, <laughs> they had Messier in here. I mean, you listen, you can have Yannick Perot, you can have freaking Craig McTavish. You know, you can have Parikh, Patrice Bergeron. I mean, it doesn't matter. This if team, you're not good, you're not good. It's funny because this team <laughs> really needs a Michael Pekka on the team. I don't know about on He's the right. bench so much. Michael Pekka would be a perfect fourth-line center. Yep. Third, fourth-line center. Perfect. I wanted Pekka years ago before yeah. he went to the Islanders. But again, I think the Rangers didn't want to trade Manny Malhotra. Well, he was already done. He got hurt in Buffalo, and that was that. I, I've always said this, and, and, and I think you and I talked about this a while ago. If I could ever talk to Larry Brooks, just me and him, or even if it's off the record, I want to sit him down and say, Larry, tell me every guy the Rangers could have had for Manny Malhotra. I guarantee you, dude, it's <laughs> 10 guys deep for that guy. I think that's something I think you could tweet at him that he would answer. Why wouldn't he answer it's that? It's the truth, though. I, I mean, 
Sit back and think about how many guys. Michael, every time I think of somebody, oh, yep, they wanted they wanted Manny Malhotra. Oh, Pavel Bore, they wanted Manny Malhotra. Oh, Timo Solani, they wanted Manny Malhotra. We can't trade him because he's going to score 30 goals. All right, but, so uh, that, that's that's <coughs> the uh, the 2G1C assignment. Everybody tweet at Larry Brooks asking, can you list the names of players that the Rangers turned down for Manny Malhotra? I, I guarantee if you. If he gets enough least, tweets about a, it, he's got to answer yeah, it, right? Yeah, he might. He might. Yeah, right. so... I mean, Hell, I do, he steals I, everything I say and makes a headline out of it. Yeah, well, I think I think he kind of I think every I think every podcast feels that he takes something from somebody. He's probably got interns listening to I'm every sure one of his shows. Dude, I tell you, I I went on um, I went on uh, iTunes and was just looked there. So Folks would tell you Mike Sullivan from Mal Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I the, boy, Sean. who said who said that, Sean? Yeah. <laughs> These beat writers have their guys. Oh yeah, there's. Sir, I mean, uh-huh. I remember Z, Steve Zappay. Every off season, the Rangers were getting Ron Hainsey. Every off season, Ron Hainsey, Ron Hainsey, Ron Hainsey. I'm like, so finally, I wrote to him. I go, "Are you related?" <laughs> so he just wrote back, "LOL." I go, "Every off season, we're getting Ron Hainsey." So, I think that's what it is. These beat Stanley writers Cup have their winner, guys. Ron Josh Anderson was is another Brooks guy. Right. He loves Josh. An- I love Josh Anderson too. Don't get me wrong, but I mean. There's just certain guys. It's like they just. Pump, I never pump, understood pump. the Mike Sullivan talk. If Crosby Why? wanted him out, he would have been fired the day after the season ended. Well, the only reason the only reason I'm going to say that is a new GM might want to put his own stamp on a team. It's Crosby's team. A GM isn't going to step on walk in the door and step on Crosby's toes. He won last. And listen, I think I think Sullivan did a good job considering the the team he had last year. Yeah, no goalie. The hurt and no goalie. Jari yeah. sucked. He had no goalie the year before hurt. when he played us. Yeah, they might have beat us. Might have. But uh, anyway, but uh, we'll see tomorrow. I mean, I'm 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 hoping to, I'm hoping to feel better about this right. season, Sean. Because I I talked to you on the phone the other day, I, I through text, yeah. obviously nobody calls each other no. anymore. It's illegal um, in most countries. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, well, that we don't have to worry about getting brain cancer anymore. Maybe have to worry about cell phone plans. How many minutes you'd buy? Oh yeah, remember you used to have to wait till like nine oh one. Yep. So you can start calling yep. people. Like, oh, I gotta wait. I gotta wait till nine o'clock. <laughs> and then you were excited when they changed the nights and weekends to so- seven. Can somebody put me on a forty-eight <laughs> minute plan per year? Because I'm. <laughs> who even, who even, I don't know what minute, how many minutes yeah. I even use. I'm like two fifty was like the. Uh, you the get cheap free one. incoming, or you get a. Oh, yeah. remember you got a thousand minutes. Thousand. It was oh, it was crazy. Baller, that's baller status right there with the yeah, thousand I know. minutes. I know. Well, I think it was what OmniPoint had that at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to get laid, you sat there and tell a girl, don't worry, I'll call you before nine. No problem. I got you. <laughs> I got the I got you. I got What's the up? minutes. <laughs> I got to find, I think at my parents' house, I have my first cell phone. It's like, it's not the Zach Morris phone, but it's like, dude, it's like this. Uh, and like the gray, like the gray yeah. The it's gray a, the, the Nokia 100, it's called. Oh, wow. It's, I had, I think I was a senior in high school when I had it. And I think it was $100 a month. You didn't have a star tech. A you weren't, you weren't rocking the the black gold star tech. I didn't Star-Tac? have a star tech. I didn't have a star tech. I had uh, I had a. I had, most of my phones were not flip phones. No, until I got so my there was first the Nokia. Nextel. Are you talking about the Nokia that had snake on it? That had the little antenna. I had that one the too. The nub, right? Everyone yeah. had that. Phone. Well, there were two of those. Well, there, there was one that had the flip that covered the 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 keypad, and then there was another one. Yeah, the one without. I the still flip. have all of them. Somewhere. The one without the flip was the first one I had. And then, because yeah. I was working at a cell phone store at the time, I wound up getting the uh, the Nokia eighty two sixty, which was the little one that came in either 
red, blue, or gray. Yeah, yeah, I know. If what you you're get one about. of the three colors. Yeah, that yeah. was the first one to have text. Yeah, so, shooting yeah. text messages back in two thousand. Text message was a pain in the ass back then because you had to f- go through all the friggin' numbers. Every like, letter, you, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah oh you had my the button god, three times fun. to get to see. All right, we're getting off track. We can talk about this yeah, at the end of the show because if people want to hear us talk about We've the lost Rangers. everyone under thirty-five. That's yeah, cool. pretty much. <laughs> um, our demographics, I think, are are pretty pretty solid. Though, Connor's for like, our what age the range. fuck are you people talking yeah, about? Yeah, probably, probably. He's like, that's a paperweight where I live. <laughs> um, but uh, what were we talking about? Oh, I was saying about Larry Brooks. Listen, tomorrow I'm hoping to get some answers. I hope that I feel better because. I, I was telling you, like we've talked about talking on the, dude, we don't talk on the phone. I was saying the way I felt, I after I watched that um, celebration, I was so angry, Sean. Like I was like so emotional. Like it took me a while, I, and I don't know why. I'm like a masochist. I don't know why I watch it because I say to myself, why the hell am I watching this? Because it's just gonna make me more mad. How did the golden Brett look? He looked fantastic. I don't like the way they carry the cup around, though. They carry around, they take one little circle around oh, yeah. the half thing, and they come back. I'm like, come on, just skate around the friggin' yeah. ice. Come on. Yeah, it's... Anyway, um, I want to say Nick Kiprios almost throw the cup into the crowd. But um, after that, I said to myself, honestly, there's no one on this team I wouldn't trade. Nobody. I would I, even Igor like I I said on I said on the chat the other night and and guys kind of came at me and I and I appreciate that and I and I respect that. Aiden Hill just showed you you don't need an elite goalie to win a cup. It's very Darcy true. Darcy Kemper, I mean the list goes on and on and I said I said Vasilevsky and and he he but obviously, but I really Can sat I back and thought though? about Can it. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. There's not one guy I wouldn't trade. That's a, that's not one guy to get better. There's not one guy in this right. team I wouldn't trade now. So, because I thought about this after I saw your post <coughs> with that and everything with Igor, and we've talked about you know when Igor's contract is up, <coughs> you know we all hope Dylan Garand is you know at least able to make this a conversation as far as whether they would resign Igor or not because Garand is good enough to take over. Mm-hmm. We all remember how bad Richter was at the end. And how bad Blackburn was because he wasn't ready, and how bad mm-hmm. Dunham was, and how bad Gia Bear, Kirk McLean, insert Jason name. Mizzotti. We went through about twelve goalies in a three-year stretch. Yeah. Uh, Milan Hinalichka. Right, but the um, point. Johan Johan of Holmquist. Um, Holmquist. Yeah. But point being, for all the Aiden Hills and for all the you know Marty Turcos and for all the other you know no name goalies that have gone to a Cup Finals or won a Antini Cup, Emmy, Michael Layton, Corey Crawford, yeah, Michael it, Layton. There's a ton of these guys, right? We dealt with that for three years, and it's three of the worst years of our lives watching the Rangers. So, are we willing to 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 ride that type of wave with? Let's say, let's say, if if Igor, if Igor was a UFA now, right? Mm-hmm. Would we go into next season with, let's say, Alex Nedeljkovic as our starting goalie because he could get hot? I don't know. Maybe it's a lot of I don't know. Maybe all right, but you just we just seen how many teams win cups, Sean. With not but how a do you know when you have goalie? that guy? There's other teams that have shit goaltending and don't even make the playoffs because of it. Is it because their goaltending shitty? Or is it because the, the guys in front of them are shitty? Well, we just said Pittsburgh lost us because they had shitty goaltending, and then Carolina lost us because they had yeah, shitty goaltending. Pittsburgh, I mean, Sean. I mean, let's be fair. Do you see Pittsburgh's defense? Marcus Peterson, 
du- uh, uh, Dublin. I'm just. I'm. I'm I mean, I'm just Friedman. I mean, I, I can't even name all the defensemen on the team. But then you. But Petrie. then your team has to be beyond the lead up front to make sure that the goalie, you know, doesn't doesn't even factor into the decision. I mean, again, I guess I guess you're right, but here's the problem. We saw this with Hank, and I got pushback on this. When you are paying an eight and a half million dollar goaltender, I get it. You're losing somewhere else. And a goalie could only lose for you. He, he, I mean, he could only win so much and carry you so far. You need depth to win. Look at friggin' Vegas's team. Vegas won because they were deeper than Florida. So if Hank, Florida started getting bad injuries from, and they couldn't sustain it. If they had it. moved on from Hank, would we have had success having all that cap room and having Antti Ranta as our goalie for five years? Who knows? We don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You got to catch lightning like in a bottle, right. too, and to that's, be fair. But that's the thing. that That's, <laughs> that's you, you can't I predict it. You can't find it. it this... I, but here's the problem. Give me an example of a team that, other than Tampa right. who circumvented the cap. Give me an example of a team that's won with a $9 million goaltender. No, you're you're 100% right that's on this. The, it, that's the issue. The problem, the, but the problem is it's a well, great, Florida it's a got good there point. This year. It's, a, it's a very valid point. But they didn't win because they weren't deep enough. Well, they so didn't win because their, their, their best players were hurt. Well, they got hurt. Yeah. Well, he well, we we found but out Chuck that Ekblad was hurt. Yeah, they're both. We found out that Gudis was probably playing hurt. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of guys. I'm sure a lot of probably players on Vegas were probably hurt. Yeah, Mark Stone already had back surgery. But they had, but they had guys on the. Sean, <laughs> they, they had guys that weren't even skating. Like Phil Kessel played four playoff games. I mean, they had guys in their in their press box that could have very easily went into their lineup, right. who didn't play because. And listen. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to massage Rock's shoulders here for a second. While I was sitting here talking about Patrick Kane and I was sitting here talking about this guy and that guy and the other guy and the, and the nephew of the other guy, the one name that Rock threw around the entire trade deadline was Barbashev. That was the one guy Rock wanted. That would have helped. <laughs> I said this, on, I said this when I did the solo show the other day, Sean. Oh, okay. Stop, stop. Stop getting elite talent at the fucking trade deadline. Stop. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'll hope this whole Give me an learn. example of a superstar that was traded. I mean, Giroux went from Florida. Florida <laughs> made no trades. Florida made no trades at the trade deadline. What did they do the year before? They got Sherratt. They got Giroux. They lost in the freaking second round. They got right. smoked in the second round. Stop bringing in guys that need time to allocate, allocate itself. You 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 make your team in the off season, well, and this is what scares me with this team because again we are going to go we're going to probably go into the season with with the same friggin' lineup as we as we ended it with because of the salary cap and I get it and I know how that's going to be, and now they're going to try to fix everything at the trade deadline. It doesn't fucking work. You don't you 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 get depth at the trade deadline. You don't plug four and five holes. Well, here's this this will open up into way too much of another <laughs> conversation that I do want to get to during this show, but. I think that the top six is already on this roster. I think any move that's made now, between now and the trade deadline, is going to be to shore up the bottom six. I don't right. think they're going to go that same route again. A, cap space. It'll be very hard to do again. Mm-hmm. B, we don't have extra first-round picks and second-round picks going forward. That We, we can... have we have all our first-round picks right, going forward. Right, we have forward. ours. I don't think they want to give those away. Uh, we'll see. I mean, they, they had no appetite to give away their first-round pick this year. 
they had the extra one, so they had, they had no problem moving it. But they had no appetite to, to they would have gotten Kane weeks in you know weeks in advance. Probably. Yeah. So they didn't want to give up that first round pick. Um But I I I think you got with this new coach, these lines are not gonna look the same. That you're gonna start to see the kids integrated into the top six and they're gonna look to not bargain basement shop, but you every team seems to find these guys, right? And then they go and they win a cup or they're part of a team that makes a playoff run, and then they go the, the Barkley Goudreaux's of the world. Right. Drury's got to find Drury and his staff have to find those types of players that are making a million dollars right now. They're out. He's got to show Every some fucking has balls, Sean. He's got to show some fucking balls. The biggest criticism that Ron Francis has gotten as a general manager is he's never made a player for player trade. He's only traded players for picks. Okay, and vice versa. He has no fucking balls. That shows you he's a GM with zero balls. But there's no players to trade. Unless you unless you're talking him trading the kids, which I don't see him trading any of the kids. I don't see it happening. I don't. There know. are people who we'll want see. Miller traded. There are people who want Miller to play left wing. <laughs> uh, you know, I I don't understand it. The kids got such I, a I fucking don't. ceiling. And listen, my he showed it to us in the playoffs against Pittsburgh. He showed it to us in the playoffs against Carolina. Didn't have a great series against Tampa. I give him that. Didn't mm-hmm. and was terrible the second half of this year. Right. But at 23 years old, I'm not giving up on that fucking talent. No. Because at 28, uh, he could be I'm not giving a him $5 million dollars a year, though, either. Huh? I'm not giving him $5 million a year, either. No, I don't. Uh, he doesn't have uh, arbitration rights. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I, I think if I'm the right, listen, I know they're not going to do it. Right. And you know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say. You make him ride it out, then. Take this or sit down. Well, it's not making him ride anything out because. If I'm his agent, and I know that the cap is going to go up five million next year, and another five million the year after that, is it that much? Yes. I want my I client. I thought it was five and then three. I saw five. And I thought five. it was going up. To, I, heard I thought it was five going up to five eight. on NHL radio. Okay, Mike's Mike. Uh, what the fuck, Mike Johnson was actually talking okay. about. It. I mean, it all goes based off cap percentage, right? Like that's the biggest. That's how they determine contracts now. <laughs> It's not dollar well, amounts, cap percentage. I heard this was the worst Stanley Cup final rating since 2007. Yeah, but the this league year. made so much money off Seattle and Vegas this year. So much. Okay. Yeah, well, it was a bad final. But I think that they made a ton of money this year. Especially, the, you got to remember also the streaming numbers don't factor into the into the ratings. So there are other avenues that aren't part of that. But bottom line is, if I'm if I'm Miller's agent and if I'm Lafreniere's <laughs> agent, I want to make sure that I get my my big contract as a cap percentage of the cap two years from now, not locked into now. So I, I want to uh-huh. sign a one or two year deal right now until the cap goes up. Why would I want to mm-hmm. sign my big deal during a flat cap? Right. I don't know. I sure. I don't know. I honestly don't know what this team's going to look. I don't know what I don't know what they're going to do. That Fox I really contract don't. is not going to look too bad in two years. Well, I mean, that's what we talked about. We talked about this. I talked about this the other night as well. I go, when they signed Panarin and Trouba and Kreider, you know, they all assumed the cap right. was going to be going up. So, you know, those contracts look horrible now because you've had a flat cap now for what, three years? Yep. Essentially, yeah. You know, I mean, we should be in that. We should be over 90 million now. We should be Correct. close to the 95 million right You're now. Right. 
in cap. You're right. You know, you're talking about an extra superstar, an extra ten million dollars almost. I mean, but well, would all would all the salaries have gone up though? I mean, you have to think about that aspect of it. I mean, would everyone's salary have exploded? Yeah, because it goes by cap percentage. You're going to see a lot of these eight year contracts, and that's that's why so I'm saying when, you're going to see they, what Austin they, Matthew signs. He's going to get almost fifteen million dollars a year. And the other example is the the, the, the Ryan Ryan Strom's replacement last season. Why they gave him that ridiculous term was because of that reason. You know, and, hold, and thank God Drury was somewhat smart enough to give him an, uh, you know, only a three-year oh, three no move. That's why I think, I truly think that Trocek's going to be used as a 3C this year. He has to be. He has, Heedle's not a third-line center. And they, But they also paid, they committed to Heedle. So you didn't commit that money to him to bury him on the third line again. Otherwise, you were to look to well, trade him. But you, well, then why did you, then what was the point of signing Trocek if your your main objective long-term because Heedle hadn't had Heedle as your second-line second? Because second. Heedle didn't show it to you yet. He showed it in glimpses last year, and then this past year he finally broke out. He had a twenty goal season. Does it does it bother you now? I mean, it bothers me even more that now Dubois and Shifley are now are definitely available. I'm now. starting to think Shifley now is not a stuck. not a winning player though. You think so? Why? I, I read too much about his defense just being putrid, so I don't want that. Okay, well, Heels' defense is good. I think Heedle gives gives a shit on defense. I don't think Shifley even gives a shit. He might be closer to what JT Miller is defensively. <laughs> JT Miller is a very good defensive forward, though. Now, but I'm saying back two years ago, three years ago, he was terrible. Oh. He didn't care about defense. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not impressed. I'm not impressed with this roster. And like I, I like I said to you the, when we talked on the phone, I go, "There's really nobody on this team I wouldn't trade for the in the right deal." Honestly, honestly, e- e- even Fox to a lot of, to a lesser degree. I mean, when you I, compare I think- when you compare our roster to let let's. Let's use Vegas. There's no balls on this team, Sean. That's why your bottom There's six no needs to have it. Heart. That's why your bottom six needs to have it. If your top six is going to play more, not for lack of a better term, finesse. Because I don't think Kako and Lafreniere are finesse players. They're just still young. I don't think Heedle's a finesse player, believe it or not. He's just young. Mm-hmm. When these become man... What did I say about Brett Howden? I And I, I have questioned... and I have the receipts to show it. When Brett Howden was no, 22, I, listen, 23 I, I years old... I completely agree with you, him. I... I got my they ass are, kicked on social media for my support of Brett Howden and said, listen. Here's, your, here's the problem with Howden. Mm-hmm. People hated that McDonough trade. So anyone involved in that trade. Half the people who killed him didn't even know he was traded for Ryan McDonough. He was taking uh, minutes away do. from Philip Heedle and Leah Sanderson. And that's why. He's on the fourth line. Third and fourth matter. line. When Le- they had a hard on for him when 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 Heedle was sent to Hartford after his uh, his preseason goal where he did the art he of He wasn't drafted. Because he wasn't drafted by the Rangers. It, 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 he's still a young player. But it wasn't the McDonough trade that pissed anybody off. Know. Like I said, there are people who started following the team 10 minutes later. You don't think people hate Libor High because of the McDonough no. trade? No, they hate Libor High I because pers- he takes up a Rasa spot. He won't be back. I'd be shocked if he- he's an RFA, poor bastard. <laughs> he's still an RFA. How is he yeah, still an he'll RFA? He'll be an RFA until he's 37 years old. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I'm sorry, I interrupted no, you before. Right. What were you going to say? I got killed for it, and I said, listen, you can't play a big man's game when you're 22 years old. You need to grow into a man's body to be able to play that style. Yeah. Wait till the kid's 25 years old, and you'll see. He'll be the guy you're going to want, on a, that winning teams are going to want I was at, in, the bottom, uh, in the bottom six, in the fourth line. Look at how fucking dynamic he was in the, in the playoffs at 25 years old. Come on. I feel it's- that there's too many guys that don't have it here on this team. 
I do. I, Besides I, I Panarin, eat, eat. who? Zabinijad. I don't see that with with Mika. I I see it, Sean. I have for me, he's the score. one guy he on the team. Score I the last trade. eight games of the season because he's thinking about scoring forty. He got in his own head. I'm telling you, him. I question. I question him. I question. I question Panarin. I question Kako in some aspects. I question Heedle. I don't think Heedle has it between the years sometimes. I question now Lafreniere's in his own head. There's a lot of guys, which is shocking because you think about Lafreniere, who's, you know, was the was the the king of of Canada, you know, of the Quebec League, and played in a ton of pressure games, and and he just vanishes in the big spot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of guys. It's not just him. You know, I even question Kreider sometimes, but at least in the playoffs, he puts up some numbers. I don't know. Miller, I, I worry about him too. I just think that when Miller, Kako, Heedle, and Lafreniere are all 25 years old and up, and they're physically matured, they're going to be different players. I mean, look at what Kako's able to do with his body now as a kid. What's he going to like? What, how are you going to knock opinion, him off the puck? I think Kako's going to be the best of the four of them. I could be. I still wrong. think it's. I still think it's Lafreniere. I do. I don't think it's him. I don't think it's him. I think he's a third line player. For your your mouth to God's ears, I fucking. Think he's not. I hope he's not. He better work on his fucking skating. And this is what makes me laugh. All I hear from Arthur Staple did an interview with the Vancouver wants Lafreniere like it's no tomorrow. No, I mean they're salivating over sure, him. Sure, for Quinn Hughes. Salivating over him. <laughs> his first question, uh, Staples said, um, he needs to work on his skating. He was the first overall pick. How would you pick? How was a first overall pick not a good skater? John Tavares wasn't a good skater. Better than him. Not by much. Better than him. Up. John Tavares was much better on his feet than, than him. Not by much. Much better. Much Listen, better. I, I and it's we're getting to the point where like that's why I keep saying this is a huge, huge, huge off season for Lafreniere. Got to remember, he lost almost a year of development with COVID because mm-hmm. the queue was was closed down, right? So that right. Listen, that hurt. We could you know we could say you know boo hoo and excuses excuses, but it did. And then after he's drafted, there's no off season because the draft was held what in, in <laughs> August and the season started in October. Yeah, so there's no off season for him, and he's away from home for the first time at fucking 18 years old. Okay, so that's the first no, year's no, excuse. I, What's the second year? I get it. And then and there's the, the short year. off season because we went to the Eastern Conference Finals and the season started two months later. Okay. That's this okay. is a five month off. This is a no again, no excuse in New York. That is the slogan for this team. There's nobody here I, who has excuses anymore. No, they've chewed through two coaches. Panarin Sean. can't this is say it. the hair is in his eyes. This is it. This is it. Remember that Coke commercial from the eighties? Yep. This is it. This is it. This is it for this core. And I honestly think this is their last season together. They flop again. Who? Their heads are going to roll. can't trade them. They'll buy Truba out in the offseason. They'll do something. They can't keep rolling it back year after year after year with the same six core players. I think they made that you commitment. You can't. You're not going to win. You're wasting, you're wasting talent at this point. You're wasting Igor's contract. You don't think Tampa said that at some point? When the core that core their was players, together. but Sean, but their players were in their mid to early twenties. 
You got guys that are creeping into their thirties now. Then you're not going to be able to move. You buy them out. You buy out Trooper. You buy out the last two years of Trooper's contract. And you're just in a rebuild. No, you're not. They're talking about buying out Goudreau. They can't buy out Goudreau. Why? Why? Look at his buyout. I'm telling you, there's there's a contingent of people out there that are saying they might buy you out Goudreau's contract. You could trade him. He has value. The range, I don't think the Rangers feel they're going to waste an asset. If they buy out Goudreau, they save $3.7 no, million. Dollars he can get an asset back. He still has four years left. And and he has an eight or ten team no trade. He's the type of guy who's going to wave a no trade to go to a winning situation, and and that's who. But what wanted. winning? You have fifteen. You have fifteen teams that are up. We're up against the cap. What team? What contender is going to be able Buffalo? to blow up his contract? They're not a contender. Of course they are. He's not going to go to Buffalo. You don't think Buffalo is a contender? I don't think Buffalo is. Right, there, there's not- our there's our twenty dollar bet right now. There it is. <laughs> We just made it. They'll be good, but they're not. They're not going to be. I mean, they have the how many teams have to climb over? You see what the, de- see what the Devils did this year? That's yeah. next year. That's Buffalo. Who's their goaltender? The kid that did Craig Anderson. No, the kid that came up. Pekka the, the kid that came up. Devin Levi. Oh, Levi's jeans. All right, skate to the we'll corner. See. We'll see. Skate to the corner after every. Uh, we'll see. Every save. Yeah. We'll see. I think Buffalo's the next up and coming team, and they still have kids that aren't even there yet. We thought Ottawa was going to be this good, good this year too, Sean. Right? How they go? didn't show it. Buffalo showed it the How second half of the year. They were one of the best teams in the NHL in the second half of the year. Yeah, because there was no pressure on them to win. You love that. You love spoiler. that no pressure thing. There isn't though. These guys live in a fucking the- bubble. They do. Yeah, but they just they knew they were out of the Other playoffs. Other than Thompson, think, you, you think-, think one person on that team is identifiable in public? Rasmus Dahlin. Yeah, because he looks like a cancer patient. <laughs> um, Craig Anderson is another one. Uh, who else would be recognizable? You on think that Owen team? Power is feeling pressure? You think anyone no. knows who the I, fuck see, Owen honest, Power is? I don't even know. Who, I don't even know who Owen, what Owen right, Power so looks like. To be honest with you. And I, I didn't. Alex I, mean, I watched the draft last year. Eddie, where's Coolio? Alex Tuck. Coolio. <laughs> He's living in the gangster's paradise. <laughs> a boy, Dan. <laughs> anyway. Like I said, I, I I don't know. I don't like this. I don't like the Jeff Skinner is more recognizable in MSG than he is in his own house. Everybody in MSG Jeff knows Skinner. Jeff Skinner is. I don't I don't think Mrs. That Skinner knows who bastard. he is. Is Skinner in Sean's book? He has to be. He has to be. He, if he's not, he has to add he's, him. He's a he's a top ten villain in my it, He's definitely he's like in the he's definitely in the top ten. Jeff Skinner. Well, Sean. That, he's not in there, you've got to take somebody else. <laughs> Sean, is Jeff Skinner in your book? He, he's got to be. making for great he's podcasting right now. We're asking a I question know. in the chat. He's definitely, definitely got to be. Anyway. Get the fuck out of here. Know. He's in the omissions. Couldn't fit no, everyone. He's, he's got to be in there. Dude, he's in my top Shane 10. Out. Take somebody else out. He's got to be in there. He kills them every time they play. He scores at least one goal. And it's been for over a decade. Oh, we got to look at this list now. Uh, oh, and I was, man. I was gonna, I was gonna, gonna pu- talk about I was gonna this. pump this book. Now it's going to we my next liberal book burning. We got to find this friggin' list now because of, there is absolutely no way that Jeff Skinner's not on that, that book. John Rosasco. <laughs> oh my God, Jeff Skinner. My top three, my uh, top three villains in my he's lifetime. Definitely is in Brodeur. there. He's in the top. He's in. He's in my top five. Brodor, John Drews, 
and Jeff Skinner. Those are my three. See, Blake Como's in there for me. Blake Como killed them. Oh, God. And there's two guys that used to kill the Rangers that are also, like, very random guys. That was Paul Ranheim, who played for Hartford. He killed the Rangers when he played them. And Kevin Holler was another mm-hmm. guy who drove the Rangers to fits. But, uh... Anyway, I can't believe Jeff Skinner's out in there. That's a disappointment. He's he's got to be in there. You got to take somebody else out. <laughs> Come on, Eddie. I had to take all the pictures what? of my kids down for this podcast because of him. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I know you're going at. Yeah, but uh, leave that one alone. I don't know. So we got T minus what ten days to the draft. Yep. We got. Almost little less than two weeks to the little less than two weeks to the to the uh, free agency opening. So, what do you think the next shooter drop is after this? After Laviolette's announced tomorrow, other than the assistant coaches, obviously I we have Michael we'll Pecker. I think we'll get one of the RFAs signed before the draft. You think yeah. so? What do you think of the Zach Jones contract? Now, again, Standard. this is they, they, these. They're all convinced he's, he's he's making the team this year. The beat writers are all convinced he's making. They don't gonna, know they're anything. Him a legit they know nothing. The coach hasn't even been formally introduced yet. They know what the lineup's going to be. Well, I'm just telling. I'm just telling <laughs> you what I've read. God, they, they're going to give him a legit chance because he can't go through waivers. Says who? So that's that's he the could part. be the Libor. I think he's going to be traded number one, but he could be the Libor Hayek. <coughs> they'll, they'll, they'll based what, the on the matchup. Defensive? They'll alternate Jones and uh, what's his name? Harper. 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 Yeah. So you're saying that so the seven defense are set for opening night? No, I don't know. I don't know what's set. Well, I'm asking. I you, think if, I said I think Jones will be traded. Gut, your gut feeling. My gut feeling is Jones. So you will don't be think traded. Jones is going to be here? I don't think he's you on the opening night. Don't think Jones is going to be here. No, I think he'll be traded. It's possible. Like I said, they did that with Brett Howard, and they signed him to a one-year extension, and they traded him. I think that Harper's so, going to be on the team. Harper's their seventh defense. I think he'd be the sixth. I think he's going. I think on opening night he is the left. Unless Matthew Robertson beats him out in training camp. Unless Robertson yeah. has a hell of a camp. Which, again, guys, that was my fault. You know, last week I wasn't able to get on the show. We had a guest lined up that follows the Hartford Wolfpack who was going to shed some light on, you know, Robertson yeah. and we'll some get of the other on. guys. We'll get, it, we'll get him We'll get him on after – we'll get him on in the summer yep. after the free agency is over. Monday we, we have, have nothing else to talk about. Next Monday we have Steve Cornianos coming on. So we have uh, draft talk next Monday night. We'll get to hear about every draft pick that we have no idea who they are. Yes. Because they're not in the top 10. We, so that'll be we fun. We'll be offering opinions. <laughs> we'll be offering nothing. We're just going to be listening to Steve and say, Steve, who the hell are we taking at this pick? Are we taking a defenseman or are we taking a winger? Which, which should we take? Because we know we don't pick centers. You know, we know we don't draft no. centers, especially in the first round. So if we actually, that's not true because they drafted two in 17, but... Anyway. Well, Eddie, if Robertson's not NHL ready, then he's never going to be NHL ready. He's going into his age 24 season. Right? He was hurt a lot this year, too. Is he going to be 24 already? I believe so. 23 or 24. Oh, my God. I remember when they drafted him. Is it that long now? Rangers better start finding some guys in these right, later he's rounds. He's 22. I apologize. All right. So maybe he's got one, he's he's got, got one more got year start, than after got, this. got... To figure it out. They've got to start finding some guys in these later rounds. I mean, they're they're not getting anything out of these later round picks at all recently. Well, it takes time. You know, Morgan Barron, 
Morgan Barron's probably the best guy they've drafted in the later rounds. Yeah, in the Robinson, last five Robinson years. Robinson won't be twenty three until uh until mid March. So okay. yeah, it's his age twenty three year. I, I take it back. He's got a little I time. Back. I thought he was a year older already. Listen, hopefully hopefully he's more Michael Sauer or uh, Anton Strollman than anything right. else, you know what I mean? And sometimes those big body defensemen take a little take a little more time. Which is fine. He was hurt a lot this year too. We'll find out. We'll, we're gonna, well, we're we, gonna have the kid Ricky on our last show we did together. We'll we went him. through their draft picks the last few years, and there's there's promise in, in some of the guys that they got in the later rounds. The last couple of drafts, so yeah. I'm talking. It. I'm going back to like 17, 18, 19. The later rounds. I mean, the Joey Keens, the the Panyanemis, the the Nico Grosses. Those guys are all right. gone. The, that's the They're draft that bothers me the most is the one that they took six fucking defensemen, and nothing came out of it. No, yeah, nothing. Ragnarsson. Jacob Ragnarsson, Nico yeah. Gross, like you said, um, is that Skinner? Yeah. I think we took Hunter Skinner in that draft. Hunter Skinner. Well, they traded Skinner. I think. Well, Skinner at least played in their freaking system. Half the other guys didn't even make it. Even yeah. made it there. I'll tell you, I saw Skinner play in the yeah, development camp, and obviously, maybe that's not. I thought he played good. Well, that was how I felt it was about kind of Keen. hard. I saw Joey Keen play with the puck and thought yeah, he was. Yeah, Joey Keen was an all star, wasn't he? Yes. I mean, listen. I mean, we look. I mean, now you can look no further than Ryan Graves. They gave up on him way too soon, and he, he's going to wind up going on to have a solid NHL career. Is he a superstar? No, but you don't need every guy to be Brian. They didn't Leach. give up. On, like I said, I, and I've said this a hundred times with with different guys in different sports. Sometimes it just takes the right coach. He gives all credit to a coach in Colorado's on Colorado's AHL team. Right, 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 right. The Monarchs. So it wouldn't yeah. have happened for him here. So you just. But Sean, that's another. That's a, a totally different issue. Like, why? Why are our, some of our prospects just not blossoming? Why are we having such a hard time developing forward prospects? And this, this, this is a. This has been a. This is an organizational problem. It's been an organiza- organizational problem forever. Right. I. I don't know. I. I don't know what you do. I don't. I don't know how to handle. It. That's why they said, "Well, Offman's going to make the team." I go honestly. I let Oppen play half the season in Hartford. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if he's good enough to come up, no, I don't care if he's drafted in the first round or the seventh there's round. There's nothing wrong with that. And they shouldn't go into they shouldn't have their offseason plans based around handing him the spot no. unless they're sold. Like unless their scouts have seen enough, know enough about his mental makeup, know enough about his mm. body to know that he can handle the rigors of the <laughs> NHL right now. Yeah. You know, that's a decision that that they they either have to be all in, or listen. If he beats out the guy that we you know brought in for a million bucks during the off season, then so be it. Right. So I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I, don't I also know. think. I also think they're gonna they're gonna have a couple of camp invites this year. Oh, of course they. they are. I don't think they had any. They didn't have anybody last year, right? Yeah, VC. Oh, they had. Bert- well, VC, but they had uh, the other the other defenseman too, but Bartoski, yeah, yeah. Berto- uh, Barkowski, 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 yeah. Officer Barkowski. Too. He almost made the team too. They almost brought. They almost. I thought no, they were going to sign VC was too. a perfect example. Someone they brought in on a yeah. PTO that stick. You know, he's stuck. He's going to be here. And he wound up with a two year contract. I'm wondering if if like any type of like major roster moves, they're wait they're waiting for for Laviolette. To be done, like this press conference and everything else, to kind of. I uh, don't think anyone's getting traded. I, re- I, I really don't. Trade, but I'm saying any type of roster construction. 
anything. Oh, with resigning one of the kids? Yeah. I think that goes resigning above the coach those kids will be here after the coach is gone. Well, I'm even saying yeah. Mott. Oh, Mott, yeah. I said I, I spoke to Russ if- Cohen about Mott, and he said that he heard that. Yeah, I mentioned that, that on the show last time. That's getting done. So, but he also said that they need to move a, sa- a salary. Why? Why do they need? Did you see what the guy just signed for in Edmonton? Yeah, eight hundred. Same amount of points. Yeah. Same. I mean, obviously he's thirty-five, which is, I guess, a big Mott's twenty-nine. Right, but it's, if it's only going to be a one or two-year deal, age <laughs> doesn't shouldn't really factor into that. I can't see a player getting well of that of that ilk getting more than a million Not dollars. This, That's not me. Cap. Not in this climate. And he he held out all the way up until training camp to get that contract from. And Ottawa. he only got an extra three hundred grand, right? Three hundred grand to waste three quarters of a season on a team going nowhere. I think he understands he has a role here. I, I, I'm very confident that it'll get done. Well, I honestly think that if their plan is to move Goodrow, if they do move Goodrow, then you're looking to replace him. We don't know if it's going to happen. Better find that same guy. Here's the problem, though. Now you need a fourth line center, though. Who's playing now? Now you have to replace your fourth line center. You you need to go find Goodrow before he's making three and a half million. The same way Tampa went and found Goodrow before he made money. Yeah. And if that's how you're going to trade Zach Jones, if you're going to trade Zach Jones for a fourth line center because you know he's. On an ELC, or he's, you know, he's in the first year of his, you know, RFA status, or if he's signed to a three-year deal at, you know, one point six million dollars, then that's part of the value. Mm-hmm. We saw what Tampa did to get uh, what's his name from Chicago. Oh, Hagel. Hagel. Yeah, they have two first-round picks. One first-round pick was for the player. The other first-round pick was for the contract. Right. The term. Nick Paul. Yeah. These. These. Yeah. And honestly, those are the type of guys the Rangers need That's on their bottom six. The Nick you want Paul, an attitude the Hagel, You're not going to all of a sudden Tadjanet. get Panarin, Kreider, yeah. and Zibanejad to have an attitude change. They're not. No. So you want to no. change the attitude of the it's team. It's nice if you have – well, I mean, obviously, like I talked about, and I mentioned this, and I, I promise I wouldn't talk about it again, but I'll, I'll just bring it up really quick, is Eichel's was, was the perfect player because he's an asshole, and he's a good player, and he has a chip and on you his know shoulder. Drury he's did, a prick. Contrary to what – some people that are in this chat right I know, now. We talked think. about it. We talked about it the other night. Drury Briefly. did everything. He waited on signings of Benajek. They kept he wanted moving Eichel. the finish line back. They kept it's it's documented. Five different people right. said it. They kept moving the asking price back. The Rangers thought they had a right. deal. It's the only explanation to why Buchnevich is was gone. Right. I mean, honestly, they didn't have to trade him. We also talk, I also mentioned the other night, and I said, and we talked about like I said that I think Drury's going to go down, may go down as one of the worst GMs in Ranger history, and I said that think about his off seasons have been horrendous, I mean epically bad. That first off season as general manager as is bad. I said it's 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 equivalent to Glenn Sather's off season where he signed Redden, Rosenbaum, Patrick Rissmiller, Aaron Voros, and Steve Balakett. Drury's first off season as general manager, the worst off season of a general manager. Would you would you agree with no, that? No, because he made one bad move. He didn't. What about Nemeth? He didn't lock us into ten different bad contracts. Yeah, but you could bury Redden. Did it, ma- it doesn't matter then. You could have buried the contracts. They needed back then. the CBA to change and get the compliance buyout to bury Redden. 
No, they didn't. Oh, they right, because you Brandon were able to bury someone in Hartford back then yes. without killing a cat. So that contract didn't hurt them. The Roosevelt contract is probably worse. All right. But think about it. Think about Drury's offseason. See, the Ryan Reeves, Reeves thing didn't even happen in my in my eyes. Trading, he trading, he Howden, trading Howden, long-term, long-term, bad okay. trade. The Goodrow contract. Still not a bad one. Long-term. I don't think it's a bad contract. It fit the team at the it's time. It's bad because they're, they're in calorie, salary cap issues. I'm just saying, then, having, then signing Nemeth, giving him all that money, giving him two and a half million dollars, three years, and an 18, no trade, and then having to trade him the next offseason and giving away two second-round picks. That is an awful offseason. And then trading Buchnevich on top of it. See, trading, and I... And, it's an awful offseason. I admit that I was awful, wrong. Awful, Sean. I don't care how you how you can look at it. It was an awful offseason. The worst offseason I've seen since that Redden offseason. But hands down. Horrible. Horrible. And if you want to throw Gallant in that equation there, too, <laughs> you could throw him in there. Listen, Gallant still did his job. We still had 200-point seasons. We still got an Eastern Conference final out of, Listen, out of Gallant. So I'm not killing I don't him. have any qualms. I have no qualms They just They moved on at the right time. He, they moved on because they had no choice. They can't trade right. anyone. You said it. Yeah. I said it. Everyone in the chat room knows. They can't move right. anybody. So you changed the coach. There's no fear. So now the other only other alternative is, is to bring in a different voice that's going to crack the whip and sit guys when they're not playing well. And he will. That's it. Laviolette will. <laughs> Laviolette is not so. He's very much. I hope so. He's cut from the same cloth as Tortorella. He's not the nut job Tortorella is, but he's very much cut from the same cloth as far as his uh, his bluntness with the players. There will be conversations with players. He will not uh, barely know their names like uh, Pepe Le Pew did. So it's going to be a much much different approach, and I think that that's uh... so just really fast. Apparently, your boy Lazarus had this Michael Peckett thing on Saturday. See? Did you know that? Jay Laz knows his shit. Lazarus is a great follow, guys. Great follow. You talk about someone who... I listen to his show. He's not bad, but whoever his yeah. counterpart is... Yeah. Oof. Oh, not, not, you gotta remember, I, he's still a kid. No disrespect. I think, I think he's like 23. No disrespect, but like his knowledge is not not as good as Johnny's, for, for sure. Right. Anyway, but he brings a perspective of someone the who kid. played at that level, but just below Johnny, that level. I don't, I don't. What the other guy? I don't know what his uh-huh. deal is. Like I listened to one of their shows, and I was like, sh- just shaking my head. I'm like, what is this kid talking yeah. about? I got to go back and listen to the actual show and what it pertained to. But it was like off the rails. Like I kind of, I just kind of like started glazing over. I was like, I can't listen to this anymore. But, I love um, when some he's, there, he's, there was he's one chirp, and I'll give him so much credit for this. This 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 was so great. <laughs> Someone gave him was chirping at him over Heinz. Uh, no, over his like not believing in analytics and stuff like that. And they're like, "What the hell do you know?" Oh. or something like that. You're trash. This blah 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 blah. So all he did was comment back with a video of him playing college hockey on ESPN, <laughs> scoring a goal. It was like, yeah, yeah I kind of know something. Yeah. No, they gave him a. Sh- <laughs> They gave him a shout out on uh, NHL Network, NHL yeah, Radio too the other day. Somebody guys. was so talking he, about him. Yeah. When he finds something out, it's usually firsthand. It's not you know hearing through the well, grapevine. Well, to be fair, he he did say the Rangers were close to or were moving closer to get signing John Hines, which I'm glad he was wrong about. Right. But you know, listen, I mean, I've heard, I I mean, I did hear that it was it was very Hines was kind of like really in the mix, and uh, multiple so people said listen, that. So you know, maybe he do you listen heard to the Greco's podcast. Games conduct. I started okay. to. I started to listen to it. Um, 
it's actually a pretty nice listen because it's only like 30, 30 40 minutes. 30 minutes, it's not, he it's blazes not that straight through. Yeah, he's good 90% though. 90% of the people who you know listen to his show are tri-state area fans, so a third of the questions are always Ranger fans. He said something. He said something recently and he was so wrong and i forgot what it was and sometimes he's he's wrong about a lot of stuff no but as far as being close to the team like oh yeah i don't know i I don't think he's as as inside as insiders as you think yeah yeah right i don't i think i i honestly i remember dave maloney two weeks not even a week before the rangers signed panarin He's like, I don't think they're going to sign him. They're rebuilding. Why would they sign him? And then Panarin's a Ranger. And I'm like, True. you mean to tell me you work for the team. You don't have an inkling of what's going on. Unless he's sent out there to completely you know, blow up smoke screens. Well, difference, I, mean, I don't I've know. Always, see, I've always found the difference between <laughs> a guy like LeGrec and a guy like Maloney. Maloney's a former player doing a job. He's never been, not the fan. He's best friends with JD, though. You mean to tell me you don't know anything? Or is it just done purpose? I mean, Maloney. Yeah, maybe it was done on purpose. Teammates with Jack right, Davidson. Maybe it was done on purpose. Davidson was the GM. I mean, I just, that's my opinion. I like, I just feel like now the Rangers team is just a complete iron curtain. Like, you don't hear anything out of them. And that's kind of why I wonder, like, why these Canadian guys hear stuff. Because it's not coming out, it's not getting out through the Ranger media at all. Right. It's getting out somehow else. Elliot Friedman's on breaking just about everything when it comes to what's going on. I'm, and I'm even, telling you, even I mean, when all the John Hines stuff was going on, Friedman stuck to his guns with. I still think it's you know. Listen, I'm don't shoot the messenger. I'm just reporting what I'm hearing, but I right. still don't still don't see it. And Lagreca w- was killing Hines. Killed oh yeah, Hines. he was. And he's a devil's he's guy. Like, he's also friends with like he, supposedly he's like I don't know if he's best friends. Now he's not very good friends, but he he knows Peter Laviolette. Look, well, I mean, he's been around the like he spoke the division to him. for how long? Yeah, he's spoken to him. Yeah, like, well, I probably around the Islanders and whatever else. But he's like, listen, and I don't disagree with them. You want a guy who's won, who has pedigree, who you know has gotten out of the first round? Then that's not John right. Hines. It just stinks that the every time the Rangers need a coach, there's no one of it, no one other than one guy that's available that that has fit that fits the bill. It was Gallant two years ago, and now it's Laviolette. Now there's no one else. Cassidy would have been a good one. That would have been a, Cassidy would have been, been a good, good one. one. I know you're not a Sullivan guy, but I think Sullivan would have been a good coach if he was available. So I, just, I hated Paul Sullivan. Would have been when available. Rick Bonus. Listen, Paul Maurice is exactly what everyone hates. Exactly what everyone hates. So I don't want to hear about all of a sudden Paul Maurice is this great, you know, oh my God, if we could only have Paul Maurice. People would kill Paul. If if this year didn't happen, if we were trying to hire Paul Maurice last year, off of last year with Winnipeg, he would have been destroyed on Twitter. Yeah, but there's a reason that Winnipeg team's dysfunctional. No, I understand that. I think Maurice is a good coach. What do you think about Blake Wheeler with half retained? Half retained is still a lot of money. To a two and a half million, more than that. He's getting like is he he's getting eight almost, million? I think I think he's getting over eight. Yeah, is he? I'm not paying four million dollars for uh, another guy who can't skate. They need I'll to get you, faster. He's a, t- he's a. They need to get faster. Oh, that ain't happening. Not with him. It's not. Well, they need Bob Underhill to come back in and start teaching. Brian Boyle needs to come out of retirement. They need. Uh, they need. They need Haglund's neck to uh, to heal and you know force a trade back here. Haglund. 
But those are the guys you need to go find. Um, I, I apologize for who's, who said the name earlier. Uh, but someone in the chat mentioned, like, Connor Brown. You know how many people have teams I've heard of that are interested in Connor Brown? He's going to get three years, four years at, like, $3 million. Oh, he's a free guaranteed. agent. He's not, not No, you need to find He's a free you agent. You need to trade for a guy like this. Can't sign these guys. You might find one in a sign. I don't. I I want to. That's my point, Sean. I want to see what kind of ball. If Jory thinks that this team has a two-year window to win, which he may not think, but if 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 the the, the premise is out there that they need to win in this three-year span, while Laviolette's the coach, then he needs to pick up pick up his big boy pants and make a make something that's going to make a difference to, to this team winning. Don't roll out the same fucking lineup. It's still going to be when you say the same lineup. That's one through eighteen. Like the the top six, it's this, the top four defensemen right. and the top six forwards are going to all be on this team. They're already on this team. The top six defensemen right. are here. The top the the top nine are, are pretty much set. No, for I don't think the top nine are. <coughs> I think the kids are going to be in the top six. So I think you have one whole. I think the top seven players in your forward lineup. All right, so let me ask you a Mott, question. How do you? How would you? How would you say the bottom six are going to fall out right now? Is VC on the third line or the fourth line? I think VC starts the season on the third line. Okay, so you got you got Ryan Strom's replacement. You got VC. Right. That's how it, yes. that's how you would go. I know we're not doing line right, combinations, yeah, no, no, but, but I'm just trying to wrap my head around the, the what kind of guys we. I have think available. you have one. Op- is Goodrow here? Is Goodrow here? Or is he I not think here? He's here? I can see. I don't him. don't see get it, me wrong. Dude. I can see him being moved. I'm not against it, and I, I can see it. Okay, but these people we're talking <laughs> about. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's going to be bought out. That's definitely not happening because there's no way in the world he doesn't have value around the league. 100 has value. There's, well, they might know that the range is a strap. Has nothing and, to do with maybe that. Maybe they hold him, hold him ransom for it. That you're going to have competition. Yeah, so you, have to take, have, you have to take almost four million. You're not going to have one team years. that wants him. You're going to have several. I'm telling you, there's going to be at least two or three teams that are going to want him. Uh, we'll if, he's, if he's on the we'll market, say. which I do think he is, I think if he's traded, he's going to be traded at the draft. Could be. They're not going to have to retain anything. They're not the going to have to attach picks. This is not trading Mark Stahl where the we'll guy see. was done. We'll see. We'll see. Mark Stahl only had one year left. Mark Stahl had one year left, and they still had to give up a second round pick. Yeah. Now he's making over five. So he's making over five, but he also couldn't play anymore. Gru- he's Gru- still Gru- playing now. <laughs> he just went to the Cup final it. with Florida. I, I don't get it, but I get it. Just like Eric Stahl couldn't play anymore. Meanwhile, he's only played for another, another what, seven years since we yep. traded for him? People killed that trade. I'm telling you right fucking wrong. now. That was Vigno. Yep. He didn't know how to use him. And that's another reason why you don't bring big name players down at the trade deadline. That's another fucking reason. They brought in another guy that played his whole career in one place, and he fucking failed. And let's be honest, I, and I hate to say this, but. If Marty St. Louis' mother doesn't pass away, who knows if they if he even scores the way he did? He had he had the heavens helping him in that series. He was awful when he first came to the race. He had one goal from the time he came here till the playoffs. One goal. Stop trading for superstars and guys that have played on one team at the trade deadline. Have we learned our lesson? I hope so. Listen. How many, had, I mean, I mean, how, how many mistakes did they make? Two, two trade deadlines, <coughs> one in which he had an A plus, and one in which he didn't. And the A plus was bringing in complimentary pieces. There were no big names he brought in. He That's had an A plus for that trade deadline. He also had, he also had a plethora of cap space. 
still an A+. Plus. A lot easier to make moves when you have a plethora of cap space. Yeah, but Sean. nobody cost a lot of money that they brought in. Frank Vachano, they got for nothing. It was making nothing. Wasn't Cop no, was Cop Cop making? No, Cop is making, I think, $3 million. <laughs> well, they also didn't have to trade. They also didn't give up much, so they did all right. Oh, yeah, that was no, an A-plus trade. That There's no way that anyone could say that. No, it was. That trade deadline is so we graded him. You and I graded him. What you both gave him? We both gave him a B minus around there, C plus, B minus for for his tenure as a Ranger GM. Drury, yes. Drury's tenure yes. as GM right now. What grade would you give him? <coughs> I'm still giving him a B minus because the first year the res, the result was still excellent. Still got to an East Conference final. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So if and you the take result out of the that regular season deadline. this year was still very good. It wasn't like <coughs> it wasn't like they backed their way into the playoffs. It still had 107 mm-hmm. points. I'm still waiting for him to make his signature trade. He hasn't made correct. That he hasn't brought. Yet. There's no one on the roster that's his guy yet. Everyone he's inherited everybody on this roster besides Trocheck. So, yeah, well, that's that's his, that's his that's, one. You that's don't his one make guy. That your guy. <laughs> everyone else, everyone else he's brought in is gone. Sammy Blaze gone. Nemitz gone. Reeves yeah. is gone. I mean. Every other guy he brought in is gone. Every other guy, Sean. Every guy that he, he acquired is gone. Oh, Goodrow's right. still here. And he probably will be gone. So, in, in essence, if if in the event they get rid of Goodrow, every player he's brought in his first offseason will be gone in two years. He brought in five players at, 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 at that year and, and in that offseason, and they'll all be gone. And what if Tyler Mott stays? It's pretty. And VC. Ah. VC's his guy. Well, VC wasn't here the first offseason. The first offseason. That first offseason, I'm telling you, was epically bad. But I'm waiting for him to make that 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 trade that gets this team over the top. I don't I just don't I just don't but see it's it. Go, it's just, gonna I need come to, I need to see of, it. Like just you, you try and think of guys that you were able to get on the cheap at some point that have upside. You know, when when Anthony Duke Before when someone do, like Anthony Duclair was sitting out there that could be had for nothing. You get that. That's a guy. Max Domi last season had a great season. What do you? How do you and feel I'm about this Jack guy. Jury thing? This Jack Jury thing. Ted Jury's kid. I, I don't know how. I put. Yeah. What do you think about him? I, 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 I don't know, know enough I was about gonna say the same people. Thing. Are, people are clamoring for him to be on our fourth line. I go. Can, I mean, can we stop putting skill? Is he no, a skill no, no, guy or is he? Is he a? He's a Jury. Would you have considered Chris Terry a skill no. guy or a pest? You know, more of a, a gritty grinder. He had skill, though. I think Jury right, had but skill. He was more of a gr- he wasn't a flashy player. He was a grind. He was a grinder. He had some finesse. He had some finesse. He wasn't a complete cl- clump. No, not a clump. There. But he was still more of a grinder than he was. A, yeah, no, he wasn't the fair. guy taking the puck. He wasn't Scott Gomez. <laughs> you want to talk about two yeah. guys? Oh uh, God, or the opposite of each other when we got them. He was awful. You know, more the. I'll tell you, you know, like that that just goes to show you, like we talked we've talked about this team, the goal, when they got Gomez and Drury, we already they already had Yager and Shanahan here, and they had a nice nucleus of players, and it's just funny how when they pump when they brought those two guys up to be like the guys, how that team just oh, fell yeah. right on their face. Huh. And it was like they were not they were not made to be the they were not made to no. be the guy on a team. Neither of them. Drury was. Drury's They're body. Not, they were nice I'll still always go to go to the well with that. His body was done. Jury was bad. Jury's Jury's entire tenure as a Ranger. Right, his awful. body was shot, except for his first year. And his first year, he played really well. But he was a he was a good a good player on a with with a good supporting cast. You know, I mean, it's a lot easier to be talented when you have Yager and Shanahan, two Hall of Famers right. in your lineup. 
And you don't have to, you're deferring to them. You're not the guy. I think Jury's first season was his best season, right? Yeah, I think he had 55 points. 20. I'll look it up. He uh, and I wanted Jury. I didn't want yeah, Gomez. No, I would have rather chilled at Sore at the time. If you remember, they were trying. They would like that was a whole big thing. But I did not want Scott Gomez. No, I hate. I told you, I, hate, I wanted Jury. I'll be the first one to admit it. I hate bringing in New Jersey Devils. It never works, right? It's not a <laughs> thing for me. Yeah, he had fifty-eight points, twenty-five works. goals, fifty-eight points his first year. And what, what did he? So that and that. And then he had 56 so the next year. essentially the same stats the next year. But I remember. But you were paying him off, off his two previous seasons in Buffalo where he scored 67 and, and 69 points. Right. He was never he was never that no. guy for the Rangers. And then he obviously went down 70, 77 games, 32 points. That's and then his, obviously his like last said, season. His, his body was done. His body was shot. His first year here was, was, was solid. It was underwhelming because, like you said, he didn't hit. You know, that for us as Ranger fans, and we've done it to Kreider for how long now? That's 30 goals. Seeing the seeing a three in that goal column is it matters to us for whatever reason. It just does. Ten games in the playoffs in 07, 08, three goals, three. He did score that big goal against Jersey, I believe, in game five, right? Drury? He had a big goal, I think. Drury. Did he score remember. that big goal against Jersey? In game in Dude, the first I, round, other than the Devils' fourth line destroying game. us, I blacked out most of that series. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all five oh six with Buffalo, eighteen games, eighteen Ryan, points. Ryan Carter, Buffalo. Steve Bernier, and Stephen Gianta are, are not oh. allowed in my house. <laughs> yeah, Steve Paye was another guy, but um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that that I don't know. I'm just I I just I. I hope I'm wrong. I really I hope this coach comes in and smacks people around. I really do. I think he's. Gonna I, really I do. do think he's going to hold people accountable. I, I I do think it'll be more of a meritocracy. I do think he's going to find a way to incorporate the kids into bigger roles in the top six and not just be married to like when when Gallant came in, he essentially left David Quinn's stuff the way it was. We left their power play. Left the, the power play and the and the top six. He pretty much left it alone. I just don't know. I mean, so your top six right now would be, um, Laf- uh, Zabinajek, Kako, right. Kreider, and then Heedle, I'm having put Heedle, Heedle, Lafreniere, Lafreniere and Panarin. Panarin as my second line. I, I got to see doesn't, it. That doesn't scream like that. Doesn't scream as why. Oof. I need, I need to see If Heedle and Lafreniere can't create space for Panarin, because that's all that, – that Panarin is good when he has space, and when he doesn't have space, he panics and just throws the puck. So you need the big body center that can I go to think, the net. I, I'm just curious whether or not those guys can finish enough to play with him, but we'll see. Both have scored 20 shot, goals in the league at young ages. So they yeah. should be able to I finish. Said, we'll no? see. You'd hope How many so. Goals I mean, last year, twenty-two. I, I, nothing's consistent. Yeah, and what was he stuck on? Nineteen for like two months. It wasn't two months. It was a long time. Ago. I don't think it was two months. He scored seven. He scored in seven games yes. in a row, and then he didn't score again for nineteen. Streaky, like a lot of goal scorers are. Like Chris Kreider. Very much so. You know, and I and I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot, and I talked about this a, a lot of trade Chris Kreider, trade Chris Kreider. He's actually gotten better yeah. with age. And in two years, that contract's going to look great. 
And if he next gives year, you 30 goals and kill penalties... Next year, the contract looks great. Once the cap goes up, the contract's great. You're going to be dying to yeah. find somewhere to replace him. I Like I said, we're going to see... My one concern with Heedle being the second-line center is his face-offs. Outside of that, I don't have any concerns with him being... Well, that's big, that, Sean, that's a huge part. I mean... Like I said, I mean, how many face-offs? I mean, we watched them get crushed in the face-off circle against right. the Devils. You know, I, I really wish they'd La- go out and get the- could just learn to take draws. <laughs> oh, I guess that would be nice. I don't know. We'll just have Panarin take the draws and know. push the puck forward on every uh, on every face-off. <laughs> so bad. I swear, like I said, I was I said this the other night. I was I was like, I just want to feel that feeling of a championship just oh, one God. more time. I just want to feel. I just I I know, and I watch. One more it, time. I said, I said, I'm I'm watch feel it. it for the first time for the as as an adult. You you've at least had the Yankees. Well, I'm just saying, like I remember, I remember the feeling. You don't remember the feeling though. After Game I Seven, I remember running out into the street and just going like. Like just like it felt like Christmas morning. It felt so good, and then to run to Models the next day to get the hat and the <laughs> shirt, and it, it was like they were the toast of the yep. town. It was just such a great euphoric feeling. I want to feel it once, one more time. I was still one more like, time. I I became so I'm trying to think of the right word. Like it felt surreal when it happened, right? Because. For whatever reason, I felt like the whole season, it was just going to happen. Because why wouldn't it? Like, I was so naive. And then with the Knicks also, yeah. every single, you know, it was I was as big of a Knicks yeah. fan as I was a Ranger fan at that time in my life. So, yeah, it was just like, all right, well, now the Knicks are just going to go do it. And I don't think the appreciation for the Ranger Cup hit me the way it hit you until after the Knicks lost. Right. You know, and then right away, you know, so now school's over, and now I'm, a, you know, now I'm, a, you know, going to day camp, and I'm hearing from this guy, this kid Adam, I went to camp with about Keenan's leaving. So it's like right away there was already like shit hitting the fan, you know, within within ten days. But I, I tell you, but then, but I'll be honest with you, after Keenan, even when Keenan left, and they made the trade, and they got Nedved, and Nedved was, yeah. I mean, I remember Nedved, I I almost got a Vancouver Canucks jersey. With Nedved on the back, because I was like, "Wow, Nedved!" Like it was like such right. a big deal, and they got him, so it was like kind of like a wash. Um, so you kind of felt a little bit better about the situation, but then the strike happened. Right, so it took also, a lot of juice out of it. So that kind of took a lot of the juice away from from them winning. And and actually, somebody said that they might have been Rich Eisen said um, that it's a shame that the, they went on strike right after they did because hockey when after the Rangers won was right. like. Center stage. I mean, it was huge. It was such a right. big deal, and the strike happened. Yeah, the marquee and, you know, everything franchise kind of blew with up the in marquee their face. player. You know, in fifty four years, and the you know, when they show all the um, Stanley Cup, you know, initial set like handing over of the Stanley Cup, you know, for all the NHL uh, promotions. Yeah. Messier getting mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup. They never show him in Edmonton getting it. You know, he won it. Three, nope. you know, four years before that, in Edmonton as a captain, never. I couldn't tell you what that footage looked like. I don't know. Yeah, you got the one of Gretzky point. holding it up where he's screaming. You got the Messier one, and then they skip right to like, you know, Shara, Shara and Jonathan yeah. Thames and 
right to you know post lockout yeah. stuff when they go pre lockout the messier one is still messier. it's it's always there yeah they don't show saint patrick holding it up they they finally no. stopped showing Landon mcdonald holding it up they you know they showed that for 30 years <laughs> oh yeah 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 you're right andrew chuck they showed him a few times um They need guys like that, Sean. That guy's not walking through you the know, door. You know, there's no Messier special, on this team. And it was what it was. I, I know. I just, I, I worry. I And again, I hope, I pray, I get on my hands and knees and I pray that I'm wrong. I just worry that this core does not have it between the ears to win four playoff series. I just, I, I pray to God that I'm wrong. I pray every night that I am wrong about this. I just, I just don't see it. I just don't think they have the the role to, to drive over your mother and back over your mother in the driveway you, type of mentality to win championship. They could have given up at any time if they weren't mentally strong. This see, this is what got me through last year was how mentally strong. And I, you could listen. I don't care if they had a shooter tutor in net. Coming back from three one in playoff series is very very hard. Okay, then what happened this year? I don't year? know. I don't. What happened I don't to this know. Team I don't have year? an explanation for it. It can't. It's, it can't be just the coach. I don't know, dude. Is it Ryan Strome? Were they crying because he wasn't there? I mean, it can't just be the I, coach. I, I don't have the answer. And that's what that's what you have to hope that Lavillette does have the answer. So let me ask you a question. This team gets eliminated in the first round, right. hypothetically speaking. Hopefully. <laughs> What do you do? Can't fire the coach no, again. No, no, no. He's going to get at least do? two years. He's no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously. What do you do? There's, again, there's no one to trade. You have to do something. Listen, it's a it long, is. it's a long season. Yeah, we're not I, even, I don't want to. I'm not going to go into one. the we're season. Not even season. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just that saying is, at some point, at some point. What's what's the what's the what's the expression that uh, the, uh, yeah, the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again yes. expecting for a different results? Well, you sh- they've well, got right, to do so something. So devil's advocate as far as that goes. There's going to be new blood. If, if Othman doesn't have an impact this year, he's most likely going mm-hmm. to have an impact the, the following year. You're okay. going to have to just say, you know what? And let's let's say because if if guys like Lafreniere and Kako and Heedle take the next step this year, the results should should show that. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't, right, and they're still buried on third line roles for the most part, you know, because Jimmy VC is playing in the top six instead of Lafreniere, they're going to have to just if if it doesn't work again, and Panarin is the same because this team will will succeed and fail a lot with whatever Panarin does. If Panarin and Zabinajad, the two of them, yes, yeah, the two of them. There's no other center that's going to supplant Zibanejad. Zibanejad's not blocking anybody as a 1C. Panarin's blocking Lafreniere from okay. getting top six Fair. minutes as a, as a left wing. Fair. Because you know, Kreider's just – Kreider is what he is, and he and he does what he does. And there will become a point where – You wouldn't trade Lafreniere right now for Clayton no, Keller? I don't believe Clayton Keller's a guy. 24-year-old Clayton Keller, you would not trade for Lafreniere? guys, no. You just saw Marsha show and win I'd, the Conn Smite show at 5'9". I don't want that. I don't want it. And I could have Stephen Vogel tell me all day long that the height, height of the player doesn't matter. It does. 
I think on defense, it definitely matters. forward it does That's too. why you I don't think Zach Jones can't is, is going to long. Time I don't think space. Zach Jones is a long-term You can't create answer. your own time and space without speed and length. Without speed and length. You need length. So if you could be 5'9", if you got a 7'5 seven, a seven wingspan. Theo Flory and Martin San Luis, Sean, were, were two of the shortest players in hockey. And one's a consummate or Stanley Cup Clayton winner. Kelly's and the other one... Famer? He, who knows? He might be at some point. We don't know. He's 24 I'm years not old. Trading. I'm not He's trading playing a kid in, in who's anonymity in Arizona. Six two profiles to be 220 pounds one day. That could become a premier power forward. See, don't you can't do that. That's not fair because you, you're gonna. So you're gonna do what Sander used to do and just draft six foot six players because they're big. <laughs> I want a guy that's gonna that's competitive. I don't care how big he is. I want a guy that's going to score goals. Phil Kessel's not big. Well, Lafreniere went after Steven Stamkos and dropped the gloves with him. That showed me everything I need to know about the what a competitor he is. He had a. Tr- I'm not questioning yeah. his heart. I'm questioning his skill I think it's level. It's good enough. He needs to learn how to use his body, and he needs to get stronger. Mark my words. He fails this season. They're going to trade this guy for nothing. And it would be that's the stupidest thing ever. It's coming. The stupidest thing. You don't trade come. guys that come. don't make money, that have upside. And let them go flourish somewhere else. You just don't do it. That's why I, when people talk about doing it now, trade Miller, trade Kako. My issue Hebel. is, is he doesn't want to play, the, but he doesn't want to play his off wing. What are you supposed to do? We don't know if it's he doesn't want to, or line? if he just shows too many defensive deficiencies in, in in that game, or if he's thinking too much. We don't know that he's ever said, "I don't want to." So you think the top six is set. So now your only, your only question now is who's playing in the bottom six. And currently right now on the roster is we think it's Ryan Strom's replacement. We think it was VC and it's Goodrow. So you need to replace well, and three I think guys. Will be back. Miss anybody? So that's four of the six. I think there's okay, two so spots. Okay, so that's four guys. Well, let's just, for argument's sake, let's okay. just say there's, th- there's right. three spots. One of them's going to a kid, whether it's right. Cooley or Offman, right? Would you say? I don't want Johnny Brzezinski on this team. I'm sorry. He's freaking 30 years old and played in Hartford his whole career. No, and well, if he wants to come up as a spot guy, if someone's I hurt, see what's, I, I could see Anton fine. Blind getting a shot to make the team. He might. You're right. He might. And and I'll tell you something. At least he's played the played kid the Alex league. Thomas who cover, who covers him. The kid Ricky. They they said he was a he was awesome for them and for Hartford in the playoffs. Awesome. And he's great in the playoffs for them. He may be right. a 13th forward. And I'll be fine with him if he's your right. 13th forward. But if he's playing every night, then there's a freaking problem. Well, not if he's earning it. You don't know. Oh, if he's earning yeah. it, fine. I guess that's fair. But now there's no, like, there's no Gote hanging around. There's no, like, there's that, that type of guy they don't have now. They don't have those fringe guys anymore. Well, you have the kid, you have other kids. You want to see. Well, I'm saying, but they don't have wanna... that, like, that tweener right. type player now. Yeah. Right, well, not of age, you know. So, so some of the, you know, the. Um, I'll be honest with you. I thought VC and Kreider and Trocheck played great together. Would they consider they might, moving Kreider to the third line? That might that might be the move. I don't know because you think about it. That's not really. And again, I am not a Trocheck fan, as it's very well documented. But if he's my third line center, and they bring in a, a legitimate two C. Well, not bringing if, in. Obviously, if Hedl right. can't ha- hack it, well, I'm just saying, if Hedl can't hack it, Hawk, then he needs to be traded if he can't hack it. Because you can't have you can't have that That's salary on your cap and him not playing. Do you? But I'm asking you a question, and be honest with me. Take yeah. your Ranger colored underwear off. The Rangers down the middle, 
if good say Goodrow's here, are they deep enough to, to win a cup with those four guys? <sighs> Honestly. It's too much. It, uh, being honest. honest, I'm projecting what Heedle should be as opposed to what he is. What Heedle last year? No. Okay. Honestly. Has Heedle's has face-off no. numbers? Have they improved they've or have they stayed no, stacked? 40%? 41 42%? It was the worst worst he's had all in his career. And he was also yes. his healthiest last year. The only saving grace I have and why I want to see him with Panarin is usually your center is your line driver, right? Usually your center is your playmaker. Uh-huh. If you're playing on a line with Panarin, Panarin drives, he drives, drives the, the line. line. He's the playmaker. Right. It's like, again, it's very much the Artem right. role when he played with Panarin and Kane. But Anisimov was a very good distributor, though, also. Yeah, he but he was really just, than, he was the than, big uh, body to Hedo create was. space. And he was yes. a good on but face-offs. Primarily, his role was to create space and go to the net. I always want to tell you some, what somebody wrote. So Tom Galitti, who covers the NHL, he was also used to be a Devil's Beat writer for the, I think, the Bergen record, said the Caps brought in Pekka during Laviolette's first season with them in 2020-21 as player development coach before he went okay. to Rochester. He worked with players on the taxi squad and main practices. He particularly was helpful improving their face-offs. Nick Dowd benefited greatly. Nick Dowd actually turned out to be Bring a very in. nice player for them. <laughs> so I'm all but for those it. are the guys you need. I don't want to. I don't give a flying fuck. He played for the Islanders. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to be perfectly honest. With you. I don't who, care Nick who Dowd? he played for. I, no. Um, oh, uh, Pekka. To me, he's a saber. I don't care that he played. Yeah. That's what I feel. I don't. I, I forget. Someone talks about Alexei Yashin. I think of him as an Ottawa senator still, not even now there. Well, well, I'm sure people are going to bring up the fact that he what he took out. Who was it? Peter Pruka or was it or was it Lundmark's knee? Oh, Pekka. He took out one of them. Oh, I don't was remember. That, but I do remember Pruka? hating Pekka for that. Yeah, but it was. But, but yeah, Pekka got taken out, out and had his career pretty much ended. So I mean, oh yeah. Well, yeah. I guess Karmas. Who bench, was it that I'm destroyed Pekka's like, career? Oh, Dar- Darcy Tucker, right? Yeah, Dar- in, Toronto, in the uh, Toronto yeah, series. Tucker. Yeah, 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 my, yeah. That was my one. That was the first time I ever called WFAN. I called Adam Shine's show in the overnight. Oh God, was, him! It was the overnight. I was coming home from He's something awful. twelve thirty yeah. in the morning. It was the night that 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 happened. And I just remember going off about you know how how little of a story it was, and if it was the Rangers in the playoffs, and Lindros had gotten taken out like that. What you know. The, how much bigger of a story yeah. it would have been. And I got cut off. <laughs> Pekka, but I'll tell you, when, when the when the Rangers were um were, were trying to get Pe- Pekka held out, right? I don't remember. With Buffalo? That's how he wound up getting traded? I think that's what happened. But again, I want guys, I was just, I, I just want something different. But that's what I you really need, do. You I, just, I want something up. different. All right, so we're talking about Brzezinski and Anton Blind, right? Being guys that could, could possibly... Uh-huh for better or worse, be part of the bottom six, or whether it's Will Cooley mm-hmm. or Othman, a kid. They need to bring in veterans into that bottom six, at least one. You know, so the same way Corey Perry went to Tampa, right? Garden Hathaway Garden seems Hathaway, to be a player that I've heard. Bring I've heard something of. extra. <coughs> Jam. Jam. Need some... But they've got to make that's no money, thing, right? Sean. That's the problem. You cannot right. bring in a Correct. guy making but two or three million dollars. You got to find that guy. <coughs> They're out there. You might need to give a guy terms. No, no, no. You trade for this guy. 
You don't need to worry about the contract. Oh. The contract is already Well, you determined. know what we'll do? We'll do well, you and I will do some homework. Go through everyone's roster for our and next find show. guys that fit this mold. We're going to go through yeah. everyone's roster. And you next show, you and I right. will talk. We'll, the same we'll, way, we'll pick the same the one way Andrew Cock was the hot name trade, the trade deadline last year, right? Because he was making no right. money. Right. Andrew Cop at six million dollars is not anything to write home about. Andrew Cop at two and a half million dollars no. is a hell of a player. Right. So you need to find that guy before right. they're making money. It ha- but it also has to be on a bad Blake team. Blake Coleman, that when he was making them. no money, no good. was a hell of a fucking player. <laughs> So you got again. Yeah. Got to find. So when the Devils traded Blake, so we got to look through all the crappy right. rosters. We got to look and through all the crappy rosters, all the bad teams, right. and see who you find. And you make that trade now. You don't make that trade no, at the trade you're, deadline. You're you're 100 right. Not saying you can't also make that trade at the trade deadline for that type of player. Uh, Sean, I'm going to be honest with you. I was always a big shiny toy trade deadline guy. I wanted Brad Richards at the trade deadline. I wanted Rick Nash, believe it or not, at the trade deadline. I wanted Marion Hosey years ago at the trade deadline. I wanted Kovachuk at the trade deadline. Trust me. I was always that guy who said, they need the superstar. They need a superstar. On teams right. where they didn't have superstars, to be fair. They had nobody. They had Marion Gabrick and nobody. Or they had Yager and nobody. Or they had um, Marcus Naslin and nobody. Or Nick Zherdev. And that's when I wanted them. No. They don't need that guy now. They supposedly have their super... They have three they- guys... In Kreider, Zabinijad, yes. and Panarin up front. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about defense. That could carry this team offensively. I want complimentary players. That's why I wanted Barbership because I thought he fit in perfectly as a complimentary guy on a good team. You put that type of player with Panarin, that's the type of guy he needs to play with. Well, let's hope that he does that guy. So Let's hope he's here. I mean, they brought Trocek in to be that guy, right? But I'm we'll saying see. that's what he was, he was brought here to he, be. They didn't play well together. Trochik, he played better he with Kreider and BC. He did. So, again, if that's your third line, Lafreniere then can play on his right. regular wing, but now that means you have to find somebody to play on your second line. <sighs> yeah. Right? Or you're f- You'd have to find... Again... So a per, unless, a per, unless you're another perfect Jeff, example, another perfect well example with, with, was finding Frank Vetrano making a million bucks. He's making two and a half million. He was making two point. and a half when we got him. He was making in the two. He was making in the two okay. million million range. Yeah, but again, two point five, find 2.4, that guy, whatever it was. That guy that's buried behind other people. Right. You're right. You're right. Vetrano. I trade for him. I'll right tell you right now. now. I you would, and I, I you and trade. I talked about this. Yeah, I would so trade would for him right now too. Only for the fact that he shoots the fucking puck on a and team where nobody two years shoots. Three and a half million dollars a year on his contract on a team that could absorb to absorb the cap hit. How old is he now, though? Is he he's closing in on thirty? But he's I don't fast, want another thirty-year-old so guy. That. On two years, I don't you care. Don't care. Right. He's not big either. Though, he Sean, plays, by but the he, way. he I don't sure think he's six plays foot. it. He's not a bitch. <laughs> I Listen, thought I, I like perfect Toronto. for this team. I think he was the one one of the few guys that showed up for them in the playoffs. He played great in that in game mm-hmm. six against Tampa. You know, listen, I have no I would have no issue with that bringing him back. I wish there was a way to do it. None. Because I would that's a guy I'd mm-hmm. overpay for to have Anaheim eat half the contract, to eat fifty percent, so that he's only costing us like one point six. I'd overpay I'd overpay yeah. 
You yes. give up a first round yes. pick, though. You give up a first round pick because again, I'm getting, I'm getting that. How, term. What, what, what were Vitrano's numbers this year? Let me see what Vitrano's numbers were this year. <laughs> I, listen, I, I would have no problem with that. I, w- I would have no problem with that. Um, he's 29. He'll be. Yeah. He's five eleven, <laughs> but he plays bigger, so I don't worry about the the Hold height on. when someone plays plays bigger <coughs> like that. He's not five seven. So with Anaheim played, he played in all yep. eighty one games this year. Yep. He had forty one goals. And honestly, Sean, that is his best point total of his career. He played in the top six for a whole season. It was his best point yeah. total of his career was this season. Twenty two goals. Only season he had more was in the eighteen nineteen for Florida at twenty four, and career high in assists. Now go find the next Frank for China where it points. doesn't cost you a first twenty nine penalty minute uh, minus twenty nine. Give yeah, that whole. But Toronto in the playoffs for the Rangers in twenty games, five goals, eight assists, thirteen points. No, it's not terrible. Not terrible. Not terrible. Just, just to give you a comparison to some of the other guys that in that in those playoffs. Let me see if I can find the playoffs numbers. Hey, Mike. Um, Mike, uh, it's Fari- is it Farise or Fariz? I'm going to say Farise. Uh, asking if we would bring back Kane to put him on LTIR. I think the uh, I think the Kane train has left left the building. I don't think. I think it's. Uh, a, I think so too. I think the only way they do that is if he comes back from nothing. Happening. I don't think it's happening. For like the league minimum. I don't think he's getting – Sean, do you think – What team that, is giving him four or five million dollars? I think, think that they realize that that's not the team that they he, – he doesn't fit what they need to do. Petrano was sixth in points for the Rangers that, that playoff. Only guys with more points than Petrano were Cop, Panarin, Kreider, Foxes, and Benajet. Which is – and Cop right. was only a one-by-one one point. To keep going with the, with the, with the Kane stuff – I think if they had brought in a different coach, I think that Kane could have been a possibility. I don't think you bring in Laviolette and then bring in a soft perimeter, another soft perimeter player. Laviolette, if you look at all his teams that have had success, none of them have superstars up front. None. His team, he won the. How was that? Phil- what about that Philly team? There was Mike Richards. That was the Mike Richards era. Jeff Carter. Jeff Carter. Yeah. Was he on that team? Claude Giroux, oh, yeah, Claude was, Giroux was a rookie on that team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a grinded out team that was led by their defense. You know, it was led by Chris Pronger. So then he goes to, you know, in Carolina. Carolina was a team of misfit veterans for the most part and Eric Stahl. So he did have one superstar. Because Eric Stahl right. at that time was a superstar. Um, the Nashville team. Great, great, great defense. Not a lot up front. Great defense. Right. Like a stud defense, though. Not a lot up front. And a good goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Rene was good. Rene, Rene would have been the first goalie to win a, a cup with a t- $10 million. He made 10? I'm saying he or got, nine, he got or one nine, of those contracts. Nine change. Yeah, he no, was making. He oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, but again, they didn't win. So, um, listen, Linda Cohen said it best yeah, listen, today on NHL. We'll say it's cup or bust. There's no, there's no I gray agree. area with this. You, they have to get to a cup finals. They lose in the finals. 
Listen, I, I'm not going to think badly of the team. The same way I look back at 2014 and I don't, is, have, I don't think badly of them. They have the star power between Zabinajad, Panarin, Kreider, right. and Fox and Igor. They need to find the guys to surround the them to make them a tougher team to play and a tougher team to tougher team to play against and a tougher team in general. That's what Drew's right. objective is. More than anything else. I don't love their their two and three C, but I think if they can surround them right. with the right guys, the then hope is, they might be the in a, they might is, be in a decent listen, spot. A big part of this team success like like we said before with you know Panarin and Zabenajad, the team will go as far as they go. You can really add Lafreniere and Kako to that list because if those two guys take the next step and become sixty point guys, that's huge. I don't see that. I don't see Sean. I don't see them being sixty point guys. They don't play on the. How power, do we know they won't power play? Unless lobby right. let unless lobby let splits the power play. Not evenly. evenly. What if the power play just isn't the same guys that we've keep seeing? You put you put in Trocek back no. on power play one. So who's, who's want, playing want, on the who's truthfully, the other guy? You got the righty. I see. I thought the I, I thought have to, they just out have. of all of last year, the best power play lineup we saw was with Tarasenko on that because it gave him that left handed shot. That and what was right. Tarasenko? It was a shooter. Someone on someone else whether on that line Hegel, has to shoot the puck. Whether it's Lafreniere, Kako is not a shooter. Kako is a, a possession guy, so I don't think he fits it. Well, he has a great shot. Now, I wish he shoot Othman's more. If on this team, that would be ballsy because he's so young. He's going to shoot, but he shoots. And he's a left-handed shot. Yeah. Yes. And he has a sick shot, too. I tell you, I saw Oppen in the preseason. Yeah. And again, it's... it's... Judge it, take it with what it's worth. But I'll tell you, he made a pass to Keandre mm-hmm. Miller against the Islanders. I was like... Like, pretty I guess pretty grocery baggers, but yeah. No, no, I, I get it. But again, still playing right. against men as a 19-year-old. That's or a 20-year-old. I, I mean, it's not like he's 35. Again, I'm, I'm cautiously... I'm cautiously excited. I'm excited to watch him play. I'm excited to watch him develop. Cautiously optimistic about Othman. Because with the numbers he's put up, he's gotten so much hype. But we've seen guys mm-hmm. put up insane numbers in juniors and turn into nothing. Like his floor yeah. is still just yeah. being a grinder, you know, bottom six grinder that can maybe, you know, put in 10, 15 goals. You know, like what VC is now is what Othman might be. Or he really could just be this good of a shooter so, and be a 30-goal scorer in the league. <laughs> the, the only saving grace, and I, and I thought about this, was if they can get one or two of these these new rookies that are coming up, whether it's McConnell Barker, Korzak, Sakura, Berard, Cooley, if one, one of them can play a major role in their bottom year. six... With some of those guys, it's huge. I know. I'm. Yeah. I'm, oh. I'm forecasting. I have plans I'm for all those guys to play. Here. I'm just saying, if one of those for, guys, for everyone you just listed. Well, I'd be happy with one of them. Gerard's the one I'd that I, one I think them. might not make it. Sakura, I think, is going to be a player, a, d- a definite player. Sakura is going to be a player. He'll will himself I, to be again, a player. I saw him play last year as an 18 and year old in the preseason, and will. I was like, he was yes. very noticeable on the ice. Yes, and as an 18, not on the perimeter, going to the net as an 18 year old. No, because I saw 
who did I see play as an eight? Maybe it was Robertson as an 18 or 19 year old in a pro. Was it him? I think it was him, and he was not impressive. Matthew Robertson. In his 19, when he first came up. Matthew Robertson. Yeah. Obviously, defense is different, so I don't want to completely shit on the guy. But remember, they liked him. He made it to the last But Sikora, I watched. He almost made the team as a 20-year-old. Well, did they make him on the last? Wait, wait, no. Did they they do that because he was made it, or they just no, keeping him around because he didn't have a contract, and they just wanted to make him play? And Hayek. And Hayek beat him out. Yeah. This 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 was two years ago. I don't remember. I, Sean, you sure of that? Because I saw him play against Boston, and he I saw freaking Marshawn dance around him like Marshawn he was a freaking statue. All stars. So, <laughs> I mean, but this this guy he looked he looked out of place yeah. on this play. I was like, wow, like he didn't even. I mean, he, it didn't even look fair. But so we're gonna have hopefully have some answers tomorrow. What are you expecting out of tomorrow? Nothing. You already heard what I was gonna say. What do you expect? Nothing. So essentially, a cookie cutter. Here to win a cup. Press I've conference. Won a cup. Nothing, it's been a nothing. long time since I've won a cup. It's been a long time since the Rangers have won a cup. We have the team to do it. Like you said, mm. it's going to be all the cookie cutters. I don't think that Drury's going to take any tough questions. I don't think anyone's. I mean, no one's going to ask a tough question anyway because they're all scared to have their fucking credentials revoked. <laughs> it so is what stupid. it is. So dumb. <laughs> we need Michael Obenauer to come back. Like the and- place on fire. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Not, truthfully, what's he going to say? Not much. The ballsiest question. I, I honestly I, don't know what I would love say. it if someone would ask it just just to show that they have some sort of fucking <laughs> hockey, you know, hockey history IQ. Is someone to ask Laviolette what makes mm-hmm. him think he could be the first coach to win a cup with a second team other than Scotty Bowman in the in the uh, expansion era? Like just to see what his reaction yeah. would be to that, and I'm sure he would have you know a, a chuckle with it, and you know, hey, there's a first time for everything, and you know, yeah, what whatever snark answer he could come back with, but that's it's gonna be one of those things where you're gonna yeah. walk yeah. away from it, and you're gonna say, ah, yeah, you're gonna be motivated. He's a motivating guy, he is. So you're gonna walk away from it, and you're yeah. gonna be, you're gonna want to, you're gonna want to yeah, bring exactly. the season to start tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> That's why we're all going to yeah. walk away from it. No. I'll be honest with you. A- after I watched the Stanley Cup awarded, I was like, yeah. all right, I'm ready for hockey to start again. Like, I was like, all right, let's go. I'm like, I want to start playing again. So I got my juices flowing again after that. That's why I came on and probably right. did two hours the other night was because I was just was so amped like up and ready to go. amped up from that. I was like psyched. And I was also happy that Heinz wasn't the coach, which actually made me feel a lot better. So. It's a lot better. No excuses that. in New York. Yes. So before we leave, we'll end on this. So I was yes. telling everybody last last week about the media guides. So now this is the first media guide. I don't know if anyone see that. This is this is how much I love this media guide. It's falling apart. So if you see the pages are all falling out. So this was the first media guide I one of the Ranger games I went to. So the 87-88 season. Who's on the cover? Friggin' Michelle Bergeron. <laughs> The original Professor Gumball himself, <laughs> Michelle Bergeron. So, just to give everyone an idea, like, so now, Barry Beck's in the friggin' media guide. He didn't play he for never like four for years and he's year. still on the roster. He's in the media guide. And he, he, yeah. he didn't play the season before either. So, he was hurt. So, he, he never played for them. And there were a couple of guys that were in here that never played for them 
And it just goes to show you like how far everything's come. Like here, this is another perfect example. <laughs> Willie Plett. <laughs> Never played. Like, the book is falling apart. He's in the yep. book in the North Stars jersey. That's what they did. Book is falling apart on me. I actually bought another one, like a newer version. But this is my original one from when I was a kid. So this is what I was telling the people about the in the system in the back where all the where rookies were. Off Dolan. And it gives you a breakdown of all the rookies. Off Dolan's in here. Paul Fenton, Mike Donnelly, Dave Gagne. Um could have had the, Mark Tenorti, legitimately could have had, had the ninety one uh, North Stars Stanley Cup final team. Yep. Norm McIver, yeah. Gordy Walker. But I'm just saying, like, this book was like, he's not, see, I was wrong. I said LaViolette was in this one. Uh, he's in the next year, which is the 88-89 season, and he's in the system. My, my first Hold on, team. I'll pull him up for you. I was laughing. Yeah, so, where is, um, find him. Here he is. So now, the Rangers farm mm-hmm. system, there he is. The Rangers farm system was in Colorado. In 87-88, the Rangers farm system was in Colorado. I I forgot. uh, You know what? What the hell was the name of them? Because they talk about it in that article. But like Tony Granato was on that team. Uh... Jason Moore. So the Rangers got back. It wasn't Morgan McSorley. It was that as far back as I can remember. No, not Rudy Poshuk. No, that um, what's it called? Um, they played in Colorado. They played in Colorado in the eighty-seven, eighty-eight season. It was an IHL. Was it? Was not even the AHL at that point. It was the IHL. And. Uh, yeah, that was the first thing I used to do when I used to get the book to see was all, what what rookies were in the in the line. Here's another perfect example. Here's the idiot, Duck Wickenheiser. He never played for the Rangers in the media guys in a Canucks jersey. It's hilarious. Like you look back at these books. I was talking to my father about it. You look back in these books. Like this would never fly nowadays. Norman Rochefort in the book in a Quebec No Deeks jersey. I mean. <laughs> It's hilarious. Well, these things were made. When you, you know, through opening this night stuff. was October fifth. These things were made in May. This is also <laughs> the first book in color. This is the first book in oh, color. They were black and white throughout the eighties. Also, wow. Yeah, black and white. The year before. So I I have media guides going back to the early seventies. So we'll well, we'll pop them open every pocket, once in a while, and we'll go down memory lane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah the, well, these are my dads. The old, old, old ones are my father's. The only year I have a media guide for is ninety three, ninety four, and I have two of them. Originals that I've had since. Yeah, since I, then. I have two of those also. I have one that's all destroyed and ruined, and I have another one. Media guide was the only thing I ever got. Well, as a season ticket holder, we get a yearbook it, every year. You have to like ask them to mail it to you and shit like You're that. You're supposed so to I get just it. never do it. I always get it mailed to me. I put them. I save them. I used to, I used to have them all. As that was kid? a big deal. Oh, I've ever when met I used to go to I've my first Ranger game. Yeah. I have every media guide and the fr- I would go through I would spend hours like, the during the commissions, like going through it. It was like Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. All that stuff. It was fun. So we got Steve yep. next week, next Monday. I told I gave everyone a teaser about it. 
Yep. The, uh, the last show we did, or last show I did. And we'll talk to him about the draft. And uh, listen, you know, it, it'll probably we'll have be any, about any other 15 news minutes up, talking up about the point? draft. It'll be just a regular type of show with Steve. <laughs> Bullshitting. Yeah, I want I want about. his opinion because I think he's I think he's pretty level headed. He's definitely more level headed than I am. Well, most people are. Um, I want his assessment <laughs> of this season. I want to know if I'm crazy. From someone who's way more and, pessimistic in, in, in than my I am, but maybe not as pessimistic as you. In the, he's in the right. middle of both of us. Right. Right. Exactly. And he's seen yeah, it, he's and he's seen it all. Of us, so, so there's nothing to uh, there's nothing he hasn't seen yeah. in his team. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. But so, do you think that every any news is going to wait till the no, draft? No, like I said, I, I think you might see one of the kids get signed. If they already signed Zach Jones, you know that they they've they've moved on from the coaching the coaching hire to internal business, and right. so I. Well, did you hear? Did you hear that they had uh, yes, discussions with Halak already? Yep. Okay, you just saw I that. Hope, I hope so. I wasn't back. sure. If we I, talked we already know what to that. expect. I, I, my only concern is, is you remember how Marty Biron just kind of like and if that happens, fell off a cliff? they have Domingue in the minors. I understand that, but you're going to give this guy a no movement clause like you did this year, and he'd fall off a cliff, and then you're stuck with them. That's my only concern. I mean, Father I Time's undefeated, Sean. The guy's friggin' 38 years old. It's it, eventually the wheels have got to fall off, right? At some point. Got to make the determination. At some he's point, also, the wheels got to fall off. It's like the Mets with Scherzer and Verlander. I mean, the he's wheels got to fall off at some tonight, point. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, did he? All right. I, I, one of my friends was complaining about it. I, get it. I, I haven't watched one um, game this season. I'm just going by what I heard. He's also got to take a pay cut. He made 175 right. last year. He's got to he's got to take like 125 or a million. Well, I don't think there's a shortage of backup goalies this offseason. I I said bring Tam Talbot back as the backup. Is he going to play for a million bucks? I don't know. Where is he playing, Sean? Who what team needs a goaltender right now? A starting goalie. I don't know. But you're going to have musical chairs of of backups. As usual, so that's what I'm saying. If, if Halak just likes to be in New York, I, I said Cam Talbot's been—he's been a backup. He's been a backup. He knows New York. I think he'd be the perfect backup if you can bring him in for yeah, around a million dollars. Even if you have to give have no him a two-year deal, I would bring him in. I I'd no bring him in. To he's be always backup. hurt. If Halak, if Halak he's asking for too I, much money, Halak is still my first choice right now because I know I—I I think I know what I'm getting. I know Talbot's been so right, hot right. and so cold. But he's not your number one. Yeah, but he's he been was a the number one enough too. Yeah, but some guys he's need to play to be good, and I think he's one of those guys. But he's been a but backup. He I know he hasn't been a backup in a while. But he wasn't but he's good. He's been as a backup. backup in his career. With who? Yes, he was. That was when he first the Rangers first started. All these other stops. He was Philly's backup, and then Philly got rid of him. Well, I mean, the Philly situation I think is another disaster. I mean, that's I don't know if I count that, but let me look at his his numbers in the years where he was not. A starting goalie in the league. Well, he's been the number one goalie in Edmonton. He split he was time number in one goalie in Minnesota. He didn't play all that much because Koskinen got a lot of a lot of run. So his first year, his first year with Edmonton, Nico Koskinen, two fifty five nine seventeen. So not terrible. That was in play. That yeah, was a good year. That games. was his and best he went twenty one and twenty seven that year. <laughs> no, the second year with Edmonton was his great year. Huh. He won forty two games. And he was fourth in the Vesna. 
Yeah, the second okay, season. Okay, but it was the second season. Okay. That was the year they went to the went to the playoff went to the Possibly. Eastern Conference semis. So then he's the backup in Edmonton to Koskinen. So he ballooned. He had a great year. And then he went straight up to a 302 goals against 908, a 340 goals against 892. A lot of that mm-hmm. was Phil- it was both of them. He had a 37 with Philly and a 336 with Edmonton, an 881 <coughs> save percentage with Philly, 893 with Edmonton. He was horrible in both spots. Goes to Calgary. Mm-hmm. Was he a back as a as a backup? Scott even played the not not bad two sixty three goals against which isn't great but a nine nineteen save percentage so that's pretty good <coughs> and then Minnesota nine two sixty three nine fifteen two seventy six nine eleven and last year with Ottawa was awful <laughs> two ninety three two ninety three he was a starter in Ottawa yeah and Ottawa's awful yeah. played good against the fucking Rangers though if you and remember he's thirty five. Yeah, he'll be, he'll, he'll be 36 next month. So this will be his age 36 season coming up. Okay. So is that really? But he also, he didn't come up That's until fine. he was but like I'm 28 saying, we're years old. About age when it comes to him in a lock. But I'm just saying, like, there's not a lot of miles on his body. Yeah. You have a soft I, spot I, listen, for him. I, I, if you can't bring back, if you bring, if you can't bring back Halak, I think he's, he's a good, he's a good yeah. backup plan. No pun intended. I got no problem with it. I got no problem with it. We'll see. Like I said, I, the safety net of having Deming because I don't think Deming is a is a big step down from any other backups that we would bring in. I think Igor is going to play sixty five plus games, assuming he's healthy. So, and you never know what Garand. You know, Garand was sensational in the playoffs for Hartford. So, right. You know, maybe he takes another step forward and forces his way into the competition as well. I think they're going to no, use it. No, I'm saying if there was way. an injury and someone needed to play a lot. Like, for instance, oh, if gotcha. Garand is playing really well in Hartford and <clears throat> Igor's going to be out for two months with an injury, I don't see Halak playing as a starter's role. I could see them giving Garand at least a split because you can't overexpose Halak. I think they call I think they call up Deming before they call up Depends on how Durand. That's just me. I, that's what I think. They if do. it's a short term thing, we'll I can see, how well see he's that because then they well, would just play Halak most nights, you know, knowing it's only two three weeks. Right. Oh, Maybe Dustin Tokoski will come back. Tylan Boyko. <laughs> Is Boyko out there? Oh, uh, yeah. Huh. Oh, that's funny. Right, you got anything else? He saw hours. No, nah, man. That's it. We're gonna have a lot. We're gonna have a lot of. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of uh, stuff coming up the next yep. couple of weeks. Should be a lot of fun. And then uh, I'm going away the week of the 8th of July, so we'll probably do our free agent show the week before, yep. and we'll, then we'll take a little break. Unless something big happens. Unless yeah. something big happens. All right, guys. Yeah. I mean, the Rangers yeah. got Rick Nash at the end of July, and the and the Rangers got uh, the Benich at the end of July. So we'll yep. see. Maybe we'll have something going on. All right. We'll talk to you guys uh, next week on Monday. All right. Later. That sounds good. Later. <laughs>